0: Hello, listening people. H- Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Stlewinski,
1: and I'm Bartek. Yes, you are. If oh, thanks.
0: Thanks. I wanted to give you permission to to have that name, and I gave it.
1: I'm glad that you you sensed the subtle question in my tone. Yeah. Like, because I needed clarification. Yeah,
0: that's right. And I hear the subtle question in the audience's tone, which is. What's going on? What's this show about? Who are you guys? Well, great, great, great tone, guys. We've
1: already set our names and let's name the show.
0: Yeah, but like you know, what's their what's their deal? Like who who are they in terms of motive? You know, okay, yeah. you know, what's our motive? Well, entertainment, obviously. But what's our specific tactic? Well, talking about movies, specifically unappreciated masterpieces, which is you know our show.
1: Is that our universal tactic?
0: Universal lifetime. Like like Spiritual what if, what if tactic Or playing poker or something. Well, it has to be poker based on a video game. And then that video game is based on a movie. And then that movie is based on a book. And then that book is based on an old wives' tale. And then that old wives' tale is based on just a, a picture.
1: So, for all the listening people who this is your first episode, do you get it now?
0: You get it now? <laughs> You're up to date? Good. Because we're up to date. Now we talk about films uh, in a feature-length commentary format in which we believe these films, whatever one we're covering in the episode, uh, deserve more love. They're the kind of film that don't necessarily, you know, come to the top of the mind when it, you think, oh yeah, terrible film, or oh yeah, brilliant film, they're the kind of films that you know have fallen into the wayside fallen into i guess mediocrity into into the forgotten wasteland but we say hey maybe not maybe there's something here because sometimes a movie can surprise you if anything that's a that's a guarantee a movie will definitely surprise you and these are the kind of movies that that have you know, something in them that we feel is unappreciated to the point in which they're a masterpiece. Because on a level... Not on a level. They are some of the best films ever made, you know, these films. You know, they, they are an art form. People had... Someone had an idea. And they took that idea and gave it to someone else. And that someone else gave it to someone else. And eventually it spread around to Hollywood or, or whatever. England or whoever wanted to make it. They made the film... And and they gave it to us to enjoy, and maybe we didn't enjoy it enough. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to try and, uh, you know, delve deep into the artistry and entertainment that is whatever film we're covering. Uh, Bartek, what is the film we're going to be covering in this episode of the show?
1: I'm glad you asked, because that's one of the things we do every episode, and it means that we're progressing. Yeah. The film that we are doing today, or, well, you know, on this episode, it's not necessarily that this episode's only available on specific days. Yeah. <clears throat> Is. Ah, uh, yes. Now,
0: here's the thing. We're called Spin Polish, likingly, because while we're spinning in, we are both Polish. You get it?
1: Wait, Ryan, look at the time. We have to spit now. <laughs>
0: And Bartek just did the thing in which he said the title, but it's in Polish. Oh, that was spinning. Uh, The thing before the spinning. The thing before the spinning, which was you looked at your watch and said, you know what time (laughs) it is. (laughs) Uh, No, you you spoke in Polish, which is really embarrassing for me. And uh, I imagine the guest and the audience as well, which is, don't speak Polish, mate. Just just don't speak it. I mean, I'm sure Polish listeners are sitting there going, Fuh, I understand what he said.
1: Yeah, the Polish listeners are like, oh, yeah, they can spit, but no Polish. All right, I see. Oh, well, 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 half of them, half of them don't do so, the Polish. So, so what are you trying to say, Ryan? I don't
0: know what you said. What
1: did you say? Vos... Tell me the name of the film in English. Wait, you, you really couldn't discern it from... No. Nah. Oh. Why don't, why don't you? Why don't you try saying it out loud? Maybe that'll help. You. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No, just look. It's it's written right here. Yeah, it's got a just
0: a W as one. Yeah, just it? how would you read this? I wouldn't. <laughs> For,
1: I mean, look, you know all these letters except that one. But oh my one, god, but... could it be around the world in eighty days? Yes. Oh, I nailed it. So you just have to look at it yeah, to get it. For
0: some reason, when I read it, I can see that. But when you read it out loud, it just comes out as gibberish. You know, complete gibberish. So around the world in 80 days, starring uh, one of our favorite uh, actors in the world, uh, Jackie Chan.
1: I thought you meant Bruce Cook, but yes, yes, Jackie Chan.
0: (laughs) This movie would have been ten times better if Bruce
1: Cook and Jackie Chan were teamed up to go around the world in 80 days. Just to clarify, listening people, this film would be ten times better than already being one of the greatest films ever made. So imagine that. It was kind of like, if it was ten times better, the universe would fold in on itself.
0: That's how how good it would have been if Bruce Cook from Thunderpants, the movie about a boy who farted so hard that he... wants to rock it into space with his own farts!
1: Ryan, are we the only two people that know about Thunderpants?
0: No, we do have a guest this episode that knows quite a lot about Thunderpants, you know? I'm not saying that this guest is an expert in how sexy an, uh, a pre-adolescent boy's legs are in that film. I'm not gonna say that this guest said in that episode that Rupert Grint, a, a pre-teen, uh, his legs were very sexy... I'm not saying that the guest said it at all. The guest said that they said that. Isn't that right, the guest? The guest of course is uh, amazing friend Rupert Grint. Uh- <laughs> Wait, last time I checked out
2: wasn't Rupert Grint.
0: You look. Does anyone know what Rupert Grint's up to <laughs> these days? Like I swear the last thing I heard about him was he was just running around as an ice cream man.
2: I think from memory he's doing a TV series. Please, Good for him. Know. Who's our guest,
3: Partek.
1: Didn't you just say Rupert?
3: Oh, that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke.
0: It's Emma Watson, but, you know, I don't want oh, to blame. yeah, buy I, I, can, I can
2: take
0: that. Ew. You want to take that? She's probably <laughs> the lamest
1: actor out of the three. Yeah. I'd rather be Daniel Radcliffe. Go on. Ladies and gentlemen, to some, her, she's called Hermione, but to us, she's called Lauren Tice. Tice? Hi. Yes,
2: you, not, got, it. you got it right.
1: Not Lauren Thies?
2: That is incorrect. Or I've gotten all of those. So, what about Thwees? All of them. What, <laughs> a, what about
3: tughweez? No. There we is go. That,
2: is
1: that okay. Polish? Well, no, Polish, it's Dutch. The Polish language Fucking doesn't Dutch. have a TH sound, so that's... Uh, uh, hint, hint. Thweez. She's not Polish, then. But you guys, you know what you can do. You know what that means, Ryan? What? When they try to say third, they say... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: guys... What you're going to do now is you're going to take your part of the responsibility up now because we've been pretty responsible to you guys, and you guys, you know, I guess you've been responsible by listening, but now you've had to explain everything. We've had to explain everything because you're so dumb. Uh, You have to get your copy of the film around the world in eighty days. uh, From uh, what was that the
1: title or was that the, the the direction? Get yeah, your get, film from around the world. Get your
0: copy of the film around the world. Okay, ready, yeah. guys. I said it that way, we so do Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, which came out? In what year? The same year as Eurotrip, two thousand
0: four. Uh, Eurotrip, which we haven't covered. <laughs> um, <laughs> get your copy ready, because I'm going to do a countdown, and and from three, and when I say play, you're going to press play, and we're going to be synced up, hopefully. So now, get...
1: is it three to to two or
0: three to zero or what? Um, no, no. You'll know. Okay, so, three, two, one, play. Yes. Ah, Here we go. Now, this is a beautiful shot here. It's a rock skipping across the water, and it was quite a beautiful image to start the film out on. And, ooh, the credits have kind of... Ooh, they kind of fade like a cloud. Is that foreshadowing, I think? You know, Maybe. Maybe it's a bit of foreshadowing. Now, guys, let's just jump into the first question that I usually ask, which is, what is our history with this particular
1: film? Bartek, I'd like to hear from you first. A few years ago, I believe it was, um, you invited Lauren to come onto our show, and you gave her a choice between two films in which to do on the show. I can't remember if it was the Thunderpants episode or a later one. No,
0: it was I think it was I you get was to choose Avengers. between the Tuxedo uh, or <laughs> yeah. or Around the World Day Days, both are wi- both of which are Jackie Chan films. Yes. Yeah,
1: so so <laughs> I remember you you said that you gave her this choice. So that was my uh that was my liminal form of discovering this film, but I never looked into what this film was. So when you eventually you know, within the last week of the time of this recording, told me that we are finally doing Around the World in 80 Days with Lauren, I actually had to look up what this film was. And the first thing I saw was starring Jackie Chan, and I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and this,
0: just for a bit of context, this is at the height of Jackie Chan doing all of these type of movies. You know, we have the Tuxedos around this time, we have... Uh, um, uh, what were the movies he did with Owen Wilson? Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. He was doing, like, the Spy Next Door. He was doing, like, all of these kind of weird American comedy movies in which he plays... An Asian man that's kind of randomly inserted into what would be normally a white guy's story, mm. particularly, which I quite enjoy, and
1: he's doing Jackie Chan action. But this isn't a white guy story, this is Around the World in 80 Days.
0: No, it's completely different, it's not got anything to do with the English at all. Um, Lauren what's your history with this magnificent film? Other than literally every single time after our first episode, I gave you two choices, one of which was always around the world in 80 days, which she always declined to do until I I just decided enough is enough. I
3: wasn't aware that you kept giving it choices. Oh,
0: I always kept saying like, do you want to do this one or this one?
2: And then I always said the other one. <laughs> and
1: now I chose Until this now. one. I chose this one Until for. Now. You. So clearly um, you don't have a history with this film.
2: No, I do. I do. I watched it as a child. I think it was one of the ones Mum had on VHS.
3: Ooh, Ooh, a really late VHS Ooh, as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, VHS or like one of the early DVDs. Yeah. Um, and Mum would chuck it on if I was sick at home, or it'd be one of those movies you you're at home sick, lying on the couch, and it'll be on on like midday.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I completely get, it. and you loved it as a kid.
2: I think I liked it. I didn't. I don't. I don't know whether. What about I loved now? It. Now I have an appreciation for Steve Coogan.
0: Um, that's good because yeah. I grew up on this film. I watched it when I was younger and um, I always liked Steve Coogan's character the best. He's always one of those British actors that whenever I see him, I do think of this particular film. is one of the first films with him I had seen and I have associations with him as an actor from this, I, I love him. He's just got a great f- British face about him. He knows how to pull really weird grins with those teeth. And... Yes,
2: the one thing I noticed is I could not stop staring at his mouth the entire yeah. way through. I'm like, why am I staring at his mouth?
0: I will say he has one of... Just because of his British smile, he has one of my favourite gags in Hot Fuzz. In Hot Fuzz, in the very beginning when... Um, Simon Pegg is going to be, you know, booted off to the countryside, and he's like demanding to take this higher, and like every level of the person that he wants to take it higher is already there, but they just kind of enter. Steve Coogan's like the second level guy that he wants, and he just end like he just spins around in a chair that's already in the room, and he's like, ah yes, how are you? And he's like got this big cheesy British smile going on, and it just. Every time, every time, he spins in that chair, he enters, and he just has this big, goofy grin, and he's, like, reading off, like, pieces of information that they've secretly listened to. He always cracks me up, and in this movie, I think he really uses his talents, because he has a real dry wit in this movie, and he's a type of character that could be annoying, and, or, annoying in several ways, you know, he's, he's, he's aloof, he's He's very eccentric, he's very, very over-the-top British and arrogant, but also you could get annoyed with the fact of how self-serious his character can be at times, but I think Steve Coogan brings enough charm to the role that even as a child I could recognise in terms of his acting ability that he really brought a lot to the role that could have been mishandled by another actor. I think, you know, that's one of the beauties of this film is who thought teaming up Jackie Chan and Steve Coogan was going to be a good idea? And it works, you know. Jackie Chan, we've, had, we've talked about him a couple of times on the show now. He's, he's one of those actors that just, he's got a charisma, a childlike innocence mm. and charisma about him. And this is different movie for us to cover with him because he's playing a bit of an asshole on a level because he's lying and he's a thief, even though he's doing it for good reasons. Mm. For the majority of the movie, he is exploiting someone who has um, got more to lose than he does. So, that's kind of an interesting thing, because usually Jackie Chan's a nice guy. Just poor, innocent Jackie Chan. So, um, with this film, it's based on a source material by Jules Verne. Um, Lauren asked, before we started recording this, who Jules Verne was. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Jules Verne was,
1: Bartek? Um, I first learnt of Jules Verne thanks to Back to the Future Part 3, because Clara and the Doc Emmett Brown bonded over Jules Verne. I can't say that I was ever familiar Did with him. Did you Emmett. mean Doc Emmett Walsh? No. I, <laughs> that's the actor,
0: I would love it if Emmett Walsh played Emmett Brown, it would have been great. Was he M. Emmett? No, 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 no. I just want him to be M. M-M Emmett Walsh. So, go on. You were saying back to the Future Three informed you on Jules Verne's existence.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a kid. And uh but I've never been familiar with any of Jules Verne's works.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Jules Verne, I was explaining before, is one of those one of the famous science fiction novelists of the era. It's either him or HG Wells you're a fan of, you know, so so, obviously, around the world in 80 days, he did, uh, I'm pretty sure he did Journey to, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. Um, he did, I can't remember what it was called, I think it was, like, Race race to the Moon, Race to Mars or whatever, or Rocket to the Moon, where he was basically, like, another wager type of thing, where it's like, who can build a rocket to go to space quicker, and this was obviously before we had the capabilities of doing this. Mm-hmm. And he kind of detailed out what rockets would be like a bit, so that's kind of neat. Ooh, a slinky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, a slinky. So yeah, a famous scientist, sci- you know, science fiction novelist he, and fantasy on a level too. He, he's one of those great kind of um, minds. So... And, yeah, and he liked to have fun in his work, so seeing a film like this be made out of his works is actually quite enjoyable, you know? It, it's a very uh, British film, this even... You know, like, this has a real British, British sensibility, not just because of all the mutton chops that Lauren is fixating on.
2: Yeah, no, that's one of the things I wrote in my notes. In my notes, I was like, lamb chops, lamb chops everywhere. Lamb chops, lamb chops mm. everywhere. I
0: like... Um, we have a few returning actors, of course, Jim Broadbent was in the Avengers uh, and he, of course Lauren only does movies on the show that feature ha- actors who have appeared in Harry Potter and of course he's in Harry Potter yes, yes. as Sluggy Horny
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: of course. is he a good guy or a bad guy in, in Harry, Potter? Harry Potter well he was a Slytherin so yes. clearly <laughs>
2: he was a Slytherin and he kind of accidentally helped Voldemort
0: but was he a good guy or a bad guy
2: on the fence both
0: I need a, There is no black was, and white. There's no like,
2: fucking grey area
0: in Harry Potter. It's either
1: black or white. Give me a
2: black or white. He was a coward.
0: Okay, so good guy then. All right, good, good. He liked
1: special people, so he kind of not not like you know. Yeah, I know what you touched mean. Touched like, by an angel, special. I mean like people that have special abilities. Things. He <laughs> liked touch <laughs> touched he likes by an angel, <laughs> special, like special needs.
0: Yes. Okay, I haven't heard touched by an angel, special used in that regard. Okay. Um,
2: Also, why does that guy only have one sleeve? Because he has has to show his tattoo. Really bothered me. Because
0: he has to show his tattoo, Lauren. You know, if you had a tattoo on your arm in the way that he does, in the way that he does, Look, Lauren's got a tattoo on her wrist, and for some reason, she's rolled her sleeves down. Why would you do that, Lauren? Other than to show your tattoo off. And that's what that guy was doing. I completely understand where he's coming from in terms of wanting to show that tattoo off. Maybe he just got it and it needs to breathe, and a sleeve might, you know, exacerbate that, you know, like, you don't know, maybe he really thought this through beforehand, and you've come in going, eh, lamb chop, lamb chop, lamb chop, why no sleeve? (laughs) You know, it's, it's so easy to come in and judge a guy's lifestyle choice, you know? It's really rude of you, actually, Lauren, it's quite shocking. Are there any other actors in this movie that were in Harry Potter? Steve Coogan didn't voice one of the magical paintings or some shit? Wasn't Jackie
1: Chan Harry Potter?
0: (gasps) No, you idiot. Jackie Chan was Voldemort. (laughs) I would fucking love it if Jackie Chan was Voldemort. I feel like he would play it no different other than more head-to-head action sequences would happen. And, like, he smacks Harry Potter on the ass with a wand because... Jackie Jane always in his fight sequences always have to like smack someone on the, on the ass with some kind of object. Like in this film he does it with like a stool or a bench or whatever. And...
1: But in, uh, in the tuxedo a girl touched his ass with her finger. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And he didn't like that at all.
0: I do like the police outside racially profiling any Asian men. Like those two guys were clearly like Indians wearing turbans or whatever but they know they're searching for a Chinese guy but they're just like, eh, racial profile.
1: What country is India in? I mean, what continent is India in? Country India is in? India. (laughs) (laughs) What continent is India in? Asia. right? And they were looking for Asians.
0: Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. They know specifically they're looking for a Chinese guy as well. So Mm. it's got like, they see guys with beards and turbans and they're just like, get him. And, and significantly darker skinned as well. So it's kind of like, uh, racial profiling never, never not existed. So there you go. Uh, look, the light bulb exists. Mm. Did you think we were going to meet Thomas Edison at any point with this I kind of film might, where like, you met people?
2: I felt like he might pop up at the end or something.
0: Yeah, I thought Steve Coogan was going to re- Even though I'd seen this film, I thought Steve Coogan was going to find out at some point what a fucking hack Thomas Edison was or something rather. Because Thomas Edison was a bit of a bit of a hack kind of guy you know stealing other people's kind of uh inventions or taking patents or their lunches
2: but in a making
0: way- electricity something we have to pay for because tesla wanted to make it free um
1: yeah yeah edison was a jerk is what i'm basically trying to say to you I, well if thomas edison's a fan of the show then he's not a jerk
0: Thanks, Thomas, for
1: making it possible for us to broadcast today. You can call him Tom.
0: No, no, he likes Thomas. Okay. He's a big fan of the TV show Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, don't drop that Buddha. That that Jade Buddha. Don't drop that. That's our MacGuffin for the film. We need that. We need that. How
2: many times do you reckon they said... um, Drop it. Jade Buddha in the movie? Oh, not as
0: much as you would think,
1: right? Well, Ryan... It is my pleasure to announce that we are going to do a Jade Buddha count in this episode.
3: Mm -mm, mm -mm.
1: (laughs) We've already missed, like, four of them. (laughs) Then we start on four. Uh,
0: Don't you like how it indicates that he invented rollerblades?
3: Yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure rollerblades would have existed by now, right? By the time Queen Victoria was in her old age? Jesus
3: used
1: rollerblades. Yes.
0: Did he? Yeah. Why not?
1: What do you mean, why not? Why
0: not? It's history. Historical. You know, he rollerbladed over, you know, water.
1: That's what they say. Yeah. That's it was what actually, they say. Yeah, yeah. It was water. Rollerblading over water. You
0: see that guy in the background? This guy? No, he'll come back. The guy, that guy there holding the book, the brown book, the one who informs the Queen in the end of what happened? Mm-hmm. He was in Thunderpants.
2: Yes, he was.
0: He was the other tenor. Mm. The other, the world's greatest terror. Oh yes, okay And he was in Breaking Bad as well And it's just great to see him pop back up In a film like this <laughs> Oh no radio waves Well you know Ryan
1: Apart from anyone who would have Exclusively appeared in uh, Big Fat Liar That means that this would be one of the biggest returns
0: Oh yeah Well do we know if there's anyone that wasn't in Big Fat Liar I didn't look up who, who the captain was Mm, who knows? Who he could who played, have been Paul Giamatti?
1: <laughs> who played the girl in Big Fat Liar?
0: Amanda Bynes?
1: No, no, sorry, not the little girl, go- the, the, the assistant girl. Oh, I don't know. The one who, like, at the end, she doesn't smile or something. Yeah,
0: makes weird faces, she, I don't know. She'd probably
1: be the biggest return. He, oh, her and Julia White.
0: And uh, John Cho. <laughs> yes. Um, this is a great sequence here of, get it? Chinese whispers. Mm. Did you yes. get that? Yeah, yeah. Did you get that? It's yes. a great little great little joke there. Yes. Jackie Chan found it funny yeah, just yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, oh. And it probably would have to I be know. Chinese
1: Whispers because it couldn't be called telephone, right? Because telephones probably wouldn't exist yet. Um, Maybe?
0: I guess they wouldn't, but the, he has, like, light bulbs. And they go to America and I'm pretty sure they... Wait, I don't know. I don't know. Because I
2: feel like all they do is write letters in this to each other.
0: Oh, yeah, of course they do. But, like, he's village in fucking... China isn't going to have a phone. I'm surprised they had, you know, as much as they did in his crap little village that's apparently been raided by warlords. It looked pretty good, is all I'm saying, is his village. Well, they had,
1: like, nine tigers there. It did.
0: Hmm. I was shocked with how many people turned up in this movie.
1: It was, Yeah, it was one of those films that just kept having little cameo appearances. But
0: it like... wasn't, like, aggressive about it. It wasn't, like... Hey, stop the movie because he is Rob fucking Schneider now. You take it. It's kind of like, oh, there's Rob Schneider. Okay, okay. Why is he here? Right. Because American. Yeah, Yeah, because American, and he sounded like Beetlejuice. I don't know what that was about. He's like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, it's Beetlejuice. It could just be Michael Keaton dressed up as a (laughs) Rob
3: Schneider type. That's Rob Schneider.
1: The Americans turn up in America. The French appear in France, and the... and the... Austrians appear in Turkey! Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Any rollerblades away. Um, this is the important scene. This is our inciting incident in which the bet has been placed. Do you think it's an even bet? Do you think it's a fair bet? Because it's like... All Jim Broadbent loses is his position, but,
1: like, he doesn't lose all of his money. He doesn't have, like, a restriction placed upon him.
0: It's not like, I get to be the head of the science and you never enter politics again and you also move out of your house.
1: Well, I suppose the idea that um, Steve Coogan gains a certain sense of honour and nobility out of it would add to a what's the word i'm looking for romantic or or a glorified uh reputation out of it whereas this guy's like oh not only did you have the easy side of the bet you lost so it's like well look who look who the fool is now yeah who will the history books write and say your name equals fool you kelvin
0: (laughs) Kelvin. I do like the little jokes like um Lord's, Lord um, um Salisbury. It's like you get, you, I'll name you uh, I'll name this after you. And it's like naming things after people that we actually have Isn't now. is Kelvin
1: a unit of measurement of like heat or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or is that Kelvin? I can't remember if it's Kelvin or Calvin, but yeah. It's Summer, but I don't think he's supposed to be the man. Uh, I love the fact that this is a universe in which the Minister of Science is the second most powerful man, in, like the second most powerful person in England behind <laughs> the Queen. It's
2: like, oh yeah, where's the Prime Minister?
0: Well, he was too busy, you know?
3: Too
1: busy. He doesn't know science, so,
3: you
0: know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, uh, no, imagine Jim Broadbent's character being like, oh yeah, yeah, and I'm the Prime Minister, but, but... Head of science! (laughs) Like, why not? Because you could... You know, why not, right? Like, I could be all of it. Because a Prime Minister can have... Like, be a minister of something else, can't they, as well, right? Minister of women,
1: education.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? In Australian politics, Tony Abbott, one of the most sexist, behind-the-times leaders we've ever had, was also the minister for women. (laughs) That was great. And education, as well, wasn't it? Like, you fucking brilliant, and who would have guessed that women's stuff and education went down the toilet, not I. Not I. Don't you like the fact that for the whole movie, Jackie Chan's character's name is Passport 2? <laughs> yeah, passport Two was it pronounced?
1: Passport two.
2: passport 2.
0: Passport 2.
1: They say it like real quick, says... So yeah, like, passport, passport, two. Two. passport 2. Passport 2. Passport, two. passport, two. passport out. So, in the original story, the... the oh, Passport 2. His, his equivalent is still called Passport 2, right?
0: yeah I think does,
1: so is, does that character have like a secret like was that a name he made up as well or <laughs> I think their parents were just jokes. so that was their real name yeah why not you know guys okay.
2: they're sharing a bath right now is yeah. that a bath yeah is it I always thought it was a bath otherwise it's in a bathroom is it yes I mean,
1: it's a room that has a bathtub, I guess. Is
0: that a bath? I thought that was like some kind of vat for his machine to pour into. But maybe it is a bathroom. I'm just looking at it, but I get just, just dis distraught at hadn't... the idea that he has a leather armchair in his bathroom. Maybe they hadn't invented the concept. Of
2: bathrooms it's a bathroom because look, there's the pet.
0: The I don't the think wheelchair. so. That looked like a teapot. Lauren's like, I know my Victorian era bathrooms, and they had leather armchairs in there, and they sat on them while they looked at their wristwatches. I gotta say,
1: when I walked into this episode, I wasn't expecting bathroom gant. (laughs) Look at this, is that a bathroom? I don't think so, there's no
0: indication. I mean, the walls were blue, Ryan. Well, well, back then, (laughs) blue and pink meant totally different colours, so... I mean, totally different things.
1: Remember? I Look, I don't know. When I think bathrooms, I never really think pink. For girls. I mean, for. When I think bathrooms, I think white. <laughs> but why pink?
0: How many? You... Uh, pink for girls. Well, that's blue like, for boys. That's that's like that's what I public indicating.
1: toilets. I'm talking about like domestic bathrooms.
0: Lauren, what colour's your bathroom? White. Okay, what colour's my bathroom? You've been there recently. White. white. What is your bathroom? The
1: white tiles and blue painted wall.
0: Okay, good for you, buddy. So like, I guess, <laughs> I guess the white is. So, so Wait, what I'm getting is, it's your bathroom that you're you're like, yep, all bathrooms are like your bathroom. Well, I
1: mean, like the bathroom you think, oh, that's where you can do of stuff with water. Water you associate with blue. Blue. So. I
0: I know. I totally understand your thought process, but I just love the fact it's like, bathrooms blue. Done, nailed it. It It's like, yeah, but I think just white. Most of them are white. In films, most of them are white as well. But we just missed out the introduction of one of the best characters in all of the film, which is Spud from Train Spotting. Got a job as a policeman in Victoria, England. A corrupt
2: police officer. Well,
0: did they mention he was corrupt?
2: Yes, yes. But
0: did he redeem himself at the end? No. Yes, he did.
2: A little bit.
0: He fell down some stairs, and they all laughed. And he also said, you did thing. And everyone was like... <gasps> uh, I like the fact that that stuff gooped on him. He's like, eee, my brains! And then something really would have concaved his head into the point of his brains leaking out on the road. But he was fine. But he
2: doesn't die. He's
1: quite distressed the rest of the film about What
2: kind brains. of
0: hairstyle is that 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 guy has there? You know, that, that hairstyle the guy has where it's like shaved, but there's, like, enough at the back for a ponytail to be there. Like, when I go to the barber, what do I ask for with that?
1: You say, can I have the cool?
0: The cool?
1: And they go, fine, easy. Oh, and,
0: and, and then they go like this, Ryan, I I, I, I can't give you a haircut that are the transition sequences in Around the World in 80 Days. It's impossible to do that. I'm sorry. They don't
1: say that to me. We are in Paris. That's why I'm different than you. Yeah, well...
0: They also look at me and go, they tell Bartek this, but not all bathrooms are blue. They
1: say something similar, just they don't call me Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, he invented wheels. He invented the wheels
0: (laughs) on the suitcase of this guy. I, during my time watching this, was trying to figure out who my favourite character was. Yeah. But also, I was playing a game of who's Bartek's favourite character? Because this is a cavalcade of characters. This is one of those movies where it's just like little characters that you see once or twice, but they really make an impact. And to be honest, my favourite character is Jim Broadbent. He's just so over the top. I like him as a villain. Every time I cut back to him, I had a smile on my face. I couldn't help but say Jim Broadbent. Um... Lauren, did you have a favourite character at the end of this film?
2: Mine's Steve Coogan just because I can't stop staring at him in this.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's it. I had a guess of what Bartek's favourite character is, and, and honestly,
1: I think I need the second viewing just to. Oh, finish. okay. I because when you when I saw that guy, I'm like, oh, I forgot about this guy. I feel like there's a lot of characters I've forgotten about, but and I need a You research. didn't
0: forget about Rob Schneider, did you? though?
1: Well, no, because every time he pops up, it's always like, oh. Uh,
0: Well, I know Bartek's favourite character I wrote it in my notes I said, this is his favourite character And if he says otherwise, he's a liar Okay, pressure's on You want me to
1: tell you now? If it'll be more interesting I guess, tell me now It's the captain
0: of the boat at the end that they make into a plane. He is pretty. He cool. has to be your favorite character. Remind, reminds Without me a doubt. If you said otherwise, I would kick you out of this podcast <laughs> and tell you to rethink yourself because that's you
1: know not the partake I know. You know what's great? When you brought up the concept of favorite characters, I was just thinking of everyone. For some reason, I didn't think of him. <laughs> There's but then, no nipples. But then when you mentioned him, I'm like, oh, he's a contender. Yeah, you, f- you nipples. <laughs> I feel like I've known many people like him in real life that had elements of this guy, and he's a combination
0: yeah, yeah. Of, I um, love just teachers that I've had. We skipped and- ahead, but his moment of just go like, Argh! and then they just stop, and he- and Steve goes like, wise words, wise words, <laughs> and just like fly off. I'm like, yep, this has got it weird. Awkward humour that Barzek would love from a character like this, where it's not actually <laughs> awkward, but it's just kind of like, what? Off-kilter, that's it. Uh, here's our woman of the film. Um, you know she's the woman of the film because she smiles instantly at Steve Coogan, who's walking around saying all of this art's
1: garbage. But isn't Lauren smiling at Steve Coogan?
0: <laughs> well, she's the girl of the podcast, so <laughs> there you go.
1: There we go. She is the first girl to ever be on the podcast. So. Ever.
0: Like, yeah. and the only one now. Like, from now on, it's only Lauren as the girl representation of Spin Polish. Every other woman we have is secretly a man in disguise. Oh, look, it's Van Gogh. Oh, look, it's this guy with a mustache. What a great mustache. Do you think you could grow a mustache like that, Bartek?
1: Let me have another look at it.
0: It's pretty. It's pretty on point, as the kids would say.
1: Mm, I don't know if I could have the, like... The pointy? Yeah, the point thing coming Maybe out.
0: you gelled that shit. Mm, Gel
1: that shit. I would love to have something like that, but I don't know if I could do it. How about...
0: How about this woman in the background here holding her <laughs> glass of wine acting? Could you do her... She was just... Acting a storm up in that sequence, there she was. She was holding her glass of wine, but she was holding it at a weirder angle than what you would, because she's like, "Oh no, I'm acting now."
1: Well, Ryan, I'm an actor, so of course I can do that. You'd be this guy, though. What well, the? Th- that
3: guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I say, "Come here, my friends,"
0: and then they do. Let's get him. Um, so this is a film that references lots of historical events, Easter eggs, little things as well as making references to pieces of fiction along the way. Um, Did you guys have any little favourite winks and nods it had within it?
1: Like, references to...
0: Historical events or fiction?
1: I like that they incorporated the Wright brothers.
0: (laughs) You like the fact that they were the Wilson
1: brothers. (laughs) I'm happy that we finally have Luke Wilson on the show after talking about it for so long. He's my my favourite Wilson. Of the three?
0: I don't remember the third one. (laughs)
1: The third one's actually the oldest one. I There's don't... a third one? <laughs> yeah. Luke really? Wilson's the youngest one. Is he? Yeah. Jeez. Owen Wilson's the middle one. The oldest one is named Andrew Wilson, but I don't really know him from anything. Are
2: they like the American version of the
1: Hemsworth brothers? They must be. Yeah, and I guess. Because when like I look at Owen Wilson, won. I
0: think, yeah, Chris. They were born like yeah.
1: 64, 68, 71.
0: no uh, well, Owen wishes was born in 69. <laughs> I know Owen. I <laughs> know, just, know Owen. he was
1: just a little too quick. That's what I try and tell him, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So you like the fact the um, the Wright brothers had their inventions stolen from our main characters? Yeah. Great. What about you, Lauren? Any little historical things? I oh. mean, we're going to have a little moment here in which they make a, a, a uh, famous work. painting. Yeah. Uh, so... But not like an iconically famous painting. It's not like, oh yeah, he's the Mona Lisa and I made I her like smile or something. Van-
2: I like the fact that Van Gogh is here. Yeah. And it, they're just, and when um, Coogan's just like, his oh, art is terrible, he just t- does turns around and is like, <clears throat> what, what, what is this? Yeah,
0: with his ear missing because yeah. he's already cut it off. So you like Van Gogh turning up? It made you happy? Mm-hmm. You like Van Gogh, do you, mm-hmm. as an artist? Yes. Or do you just like him because that had one episode of Doctor Who in which no, it
2: made I everyone actually, cry? No, I actually like Van Gogh. I went and saw his exhibition in Paris. In Paris? And P- in, P- P- oh, in Paris. Did what you
0: like that he
1: cut go. his ear off? Hmm? Did you
0: like that he cut his ear off? No. Did you like that he failed at killing himself so hard that when he shot himself, what was he shot himself in the fucking gut? And died. It took him days to die because he couldn't just shoot himself in the head. What a legend. Now, look, can you imagine me that one arsehole who goes, Oh, Van Gogh, fucking hate that guy. Like, in today, like, there are certain artists that it's like they're beyond critique at this point, like Picasso and even Warhol and all of that, where it's like you've got to make, it's like you've got to have a fucking diploma, like a PhD. To back up the fact that you don't, that, that you don't think Van Gogh's all that good. Yeah, Matt, like, Lauren, you come on here, it's like, actually, I hate Van Gogh, and here's why, and we just become the, here's why Van Gogh sucks podcast.
1: So how many years, Ryan, before Roger Ebert's reviews are, you know, untouchable?
0: No, well, some people think they are already,
1: but guess what? He's a hack. Uh, what did he think of this movie? Do we know? I, I don't know. So as soon as I mentioned Roger Eater, I'm like, ah, I should have looked it up or else now it seems like I was I imagine he
0: would have loved it because he was a big fan of, um, of of Jackie Chan.
1: I hope he loved it.
2: I have been to this place. There is no potholes, can I just say.
0: Lauren, were what? you there in the 19th century, though? No. There you go.
2: But the potholes should still be there.
0: No, Lauren, things change. Sewage works may not be under this there now. This was
2: technically 2004.
0: No, Lauren, it's set in the 19th century. Don't you You see them with their little umbrellas?
1: You know what? Considering the fact that that pothole is something you can literally pick up, I'm surprised something you can pick up and put down in public space would still be there after so long. You'd think someone would steal it.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And use it as a plate. (laughs) <laughs> use as
3: a I,
0: I knew use you a were point gonna point. go somewhere with this because I was like, "Bazick, you do know there are manhole covers that exist in the world that we are in today, right? Uh, that you could take away if you wanted to." Oh, oh yes. One, lady. I think Lauren's favorite character. To be honest, <laughs> when I saw her, I'm like, "Oh,
1: this character."
0: <laughs> he stole my bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a, oh, and Richard Branson? Yeah. One of the weirdest cameos. Like, it, the he- at the
2: same time,
0: it does make sense, but it's kind of like, what made them say, yeah, let's get Richard Branson on the line and see if he wants to be in around the world in 80 days. And he was like, hmm, let me see. I'm running my. Huge business, and I'm one of the richest people in the fucking world. Oh yeah, I can squeeze in the time to maybe, be in Jackie Chan's film around the world in 80 days. Maybe he
1: thought they were offering him a trip around the world that takes. Can we days. also just say how? And he's like, I could do it in 80 minutes. <laughs>
2: Can we also say how stupid Steve Coogan's character is? Because he puts all of his money in a bag.
1: But he makes it around the world in 79 days, so you can't really call him stupid. Uh,
0: and uh, don't women do that? Uh, sexist there, Lauren. You know, just because a guy does it, you're calling him stupid. but Dude, women he has put like, money tens in...
2: of thousands of dollars in his bag. Yeah,
0: but where else is he supposed to put it?
2: Um, in a bank book.
0: No, because then you put that bank book in your bag and that just gets stolen, so... You know, put just it in, saying, put Lauren. in His big hat. Why didn't he put it in his waistcoat? Yeah, Lauren, Men have pockets. You know, he could have put it in a pocket. Those are pretty good things to have. But then Jackie Chan shows that maybe that's not a good idea because he loses his trousers in this fight sequence at the end. So, you know, because the statue wanted to grab his ass. I love that this is one of these movies where the director said to the editor, "Hey, you know transitions." In films? Have you seen that film Zoom <laughs> by any chance? Could we do it like that? In which we make graphics and objects wink and smile and, 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 and you know, the world looked like it was made on MS Paint and spin around. like. They like... don't
1: go as far as to have, oh, like, wait, logos wait. of the film. <laughs>
0: yeah. Conveniently
2: but... placed flower bags.
0: <laughs> no, it's... Look, there's other flower bags. It's so placed well. It's not because Jackie Chan's so short that if he jumped off that he would hurt himself. It's <laughs> maybe, not that at all. Maybe the
3: Assassin's beef.
0: Oh, wait. Oh! <laughs> you know what I liked about this movie? There's blood in it. Like, when people fall... And crack their nose? <laughs> Blood's coming out of her nose just then and then um That's her sp- hair. No, it was no it was blood. <laughs> and then um you and uh, you Ewan uh, you, um, you Bremer. Oh, you're pointing at me when you were saying something like what are the Ewan Bremer who's Spud from train spotting who's the policeman. Inspector when he, fix, was it? Yeah. When he gets his nose smashed and every time blood is always pouring out of that motherfucker,
1: and it's so good. So, parents warning, there is gore in this film. Uh, Parents
0: warning, there is blood in this film. And if you've got a girl who's developing, you might have to explain what blood coming out of there means. And this film might raise that conversation. And you might not be ready for that. So, just in case. Lauren rolled her eyes so hard that the film itself said, what a neat reference this little sequence is. There he is. Um, you know, Moulin Rouge reference there um, yeah, this is this is a brilliant little film and I'm so sad that Bartek missed it the first time round, but you got to see it this time round and uh, here's a question, would you visit this, this, this film again?
2: yeah, if it was on television
0: thanks Bartek, now Lauren, what
2: do you
3: think? <laughs> yes I would <laughs> <laughs>
0: She didn't even try to do a voice
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because she didn't know she was answering your question. Oh, and she fainted well, again. I, this I woman.
1: I did mention earlier that I am an actor.
0: Actor. I can act. Hey, how many black French women were there in the Victorian era? Lots. I don't know. I need an answer, Lauren. You went there apparently.
2: I mean, you know I that there's no man manhole for...
0: cover there, huh?
2: That I went to contemporary Paris, not. Eighteenth century nine. I like
0: century. how she's all being like snooty. She's like I went to temporary Paris Fuck off, Florent <laughs> yeah. like you know that we say Paris with an S at the end, you know also, Come on Paris yeah.
1: Also could I point Paris, out the Paris I, Could I point out the elephant in the room of that scene right there? Jackie Chad's pants. No, no no none of us Ryan, you and I we are not French men, right? No, we are Polish. Do French men, instead of penises, have leaves on their crotch? I
0: think they do. Okay. I haven't seen a French man's willy, but I have seen a French man's leaf. I see. And yeah. I, I have to assume from that piece of information if, if that we, that's
1: what you get. If we have French male listeners...
0: Could you give us an answer on
1: this? Yeah, could you let us know? Also,
0: question, what do French women have down there? Do they have Clams.
1: Maybe they have full trees. I don't know, man. Full trees? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually
0: a great answer. Okay. Uh, Fan art that someone, please. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it will be art. Uh, it will be art. Make the leaves the colour of the French flag, and it will be great.
1: <laughs> so that's blue, white, and red?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, but don't mix that around in the wrong the, fashion. Is that the order
1: left to right? I don't know. You know I'm know. not fucking French. Wait, I hold on. Barely remember what the poll is. Oh yes, you're not. I'm I'll not French. You pull up my pants you, you pull up my pants. The joke. Like the, the, the joke feet. is I was checking if he had a leaf, and he didn't. But.
0: You know, this had one of my favorite little moments in which Steve Co- is. This is it, yeah. Where Steve Coogan storms off, and he's like, "That's it!" And he comes back in, and he's being like, you know, manhandled by these two guys, yeah, and we this get, there's a brief explanation of he annoyed them, and then she's like. If I stay with you, if I can get them to make it go faster, then I can stay with you. And they're like, okay. And then, like, two seconds pass, the train's instantly fast, and we get no explanation <laughs> on how she did it. So I'm left with blowjobs as the answer. Or, as the oh, Polish oh. know it, ice cream. Um. <laughs> or,
2: or just, you know, a flush of the tits, and you'd be right.
0: No, not that. Not as happy as they were.
2: No, flash of the ankles. We have got to think of the.
0: Oh, th- uh, yeah, yeah Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan did see a bit of her calf. It was even above
1: the ankle no, calf, no, no. and he was like, Ugh. "Now let me test to see if you guys are actually smart." Who did she show? Whatever she showed to.
0: The the the, the two the two coal shoveling guys, right? But how would that make the train
1: go faster? Because they shoveled the coal faster. I, th- well no, because they had to come and you know, thank her. I think that she showed it to the train itself. And it was like
3: oh, <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh just chug it, chug it, chug it. It's a way out That's actually a good answer, Bartek You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you you really thought this film through See,
1: your logic was that she persuaded them to make it faster Whereas my logic was, well, she had to come up with an idea to make it go faster
0: Yes You are a smart,
1: gentle man I am smart But I do thank you guys for giving me this alternate perspective of what could have been going on Can we talk about her paintings? Ryan, we can talk about her paintings Mm. till the day we die
0: Well, Lauren, do you like her paintings? Or art.
2: They're very whimsical.
0: They are impressionistic. Mm. And Steve Coogan did say it did not leave much of an impression on him. So (laughs) I liked her paintings except for one thing. You know, the the painting we get to see of hers, the artwork we get to see of hers, where it's like the man flying, Mm. you know, turning into a phoenix like creature or whatever, and he's flying. It's pretty good. Except for she's got this fucking stupid duck
1: in the corner. <laughs> did you notice this? Yes, I did.
0: And, I, and you know what? We saw her just uh, drawing in her book. And she's doing, like, the sun in the center and all this stuff happening around. And there's the duck again. And I really thought, oh, we're going to get an explanation of why she draws ducks. Like, like, oh, I had a pet duck when I was young. Or I really like ducks. Or or she would see a duck and then she would draw that. And then she's like, I always incorporate animals into my well, maybe, something, maybe something, it's, but it's just like, oh, it's just a duck.
1: Maybe it's like mm. her signature or her self-insert. Mm. Like when you see the duck, that's me putting myself there.
0: Now, I'll give a bit of uh, clarity to the issue. I haven't read the original book, so maybe there's a duck character in there that's really essential and that's like an Easter egg, Easter egg wink and nod to the well, source funny material. Funny enough, the duck's name was Ed. Ed. You know, it's a TV show I never got as a kid. Ed, Ed, and Eddie.
1: Well, you see, Ryan. Everyone wanted, loved that show, they and it was just what I didn't get in. It's because they wanted 25 cents. What do you mean? They wanted 25 cents so they can buy
0: the go- the the Jawbreaker. Yeah. I, as a show. Ed, Ed, and Eddie was that one, car- one of those cartoon shows that I just never got into. I was like, I'd watch it and be like, eh, eh. And everyone, every every guy my age loves
1: that. Here's the moment.
2: Here is the ankle. It's calf. calf. It's
0: It's more calf. Is Mm. this where
1: Ed shows the ankle? No, but
0: look at him. He's smiling. Lauren's smiling (laughs) because she's the girl, and girls only smile at Steve Coogan. Oh, (laughs) my God! I've got a cigar. (laughs) (laughs) The guy in the background. My lord. Um. So have you guys had to take a long train journey across? No. A distance. It doesn't have to be cross countries or anything.
2: I went from England to Scotland on train. Uh
0: so like two hour trip?
2: No, it was longer than that, it was a whole day trip. Fucking
0: what? England's like not that huge. Is
2: day it? Day trip, day trip.
0: Fuck, trains must suck.
1: Um but Now was that modern day England or it oh. was modern, oh. modern okay. day England. What about you? Because you
2: know, I'm a time traveller, you know you can there's some confusion. Yes. In there. mm.
1: Whatever. You? You, Hermione you... did time travel, in the,
2: mm.
0: yeah. Don't you in know Harry Potter when you have to time travel, isn't it like you have to fucking wind up a yeah. watch like a like a gajillion time times? Up, like yeah. by the time that you wind it up, four years have passed already. So when you want to travel four years into the past, you've just travelled to when you started winding up the watch. Like it's so stupid. Sorry, Harry Potter, you're stupid. I'm just saying it now. J.K. Rowling's a hack. Fuck you. Um. Yeah. So right. I'm a better rider than you, J.K. Come at
1: me. Um. Barton. The answer to the question you asked Ryan is I've never I've never really taken a train that's anywhere longer than a trip to some other part of the Melbourne metropolitan area.
0: Oh, really? So when you've gone to Europe or Poland, you've never done the trains.
1: No. I've I've. Whenever I've had to travel between countries, it's always been through dra- driving. Ah. Okay. Because My dad, he he loves his driving. Yes, yeah, so I've had to take distances. I've had
0: to take the train from my hometown to Melbourne, and that's like over twenty four hours. Uh, it, like non stop. Prince Happy. No, nah, it's got a layover because it goes from Melbourne to Sydney, and then you have like. I've always wanted time off.
1: I've always wanted to go on a long train ride, but it's, there's never been anywhere I've wanted to go.
0: It's alright. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's alright. Prince Happy. We've on um, purposely avoided talking about Prince Happy until he. Well, have alluded to that he's arrived. Austrian. Yes, he's Austrian. It's Hitler. Uh, <laughs> weird casting choice for the filmmakers mm. to make that they got the actual real life Hitler. But you know, Hitler liked acting. He liked art. This character likes art. Of course, we're joking. This is the. First, is this the first time we've had this star on our show?
1: You know what, Ron? I think it is.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger, everybody. Yeah. This was the last film. He. This is one of the last films, if not the last film, he did before he retired from acting to become governor. Mhm. And what a career that was! It turned out really well for him being governor. Um. Uh, and here he is having. I don't know what his choices are as an actor in this, but he's made them. This is the one where you go, okay, look, Rob Schneider comes in this film as a homeless man, fine. Jim Broadbent plays a stuffy old Englishman, fine. Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Turkish prince?
1: Okay, you got to explain this one to me. Yeah, what is the director of The Waterboy thinking?
0: <laughs> is this the director of The Waterboy?
1: Yep, and The Wedding Singer. <laughs>
0: oh, come on, The Wedding Singer's good. Um... <laughs> The wedding really good. Uh, 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 is, is is better than Big Daddy? Which I mean, anything's better than Big Daddy. But you know, like that's just my point of view. Fuck, Jack and Jill was better than Big Daddy. Just saying. Um, Lauren, Schwarzenegger's in this film with a statue of himself. Yes. Uh, are you a Schwarzenegger fan?
2: No, not really. Have you seen I've any avo- of his movies? I've, I've kind of avoided his films.
0: So you've never seen a Schwarzenegger movie.
2: No, I like twins. I love all the ones like twins. The ones that I grew up in in like the 90s. Junior. Junior.
0: Probably the worst of the films he's ever done.
2: I think Kindergarten Cop. isn't. Kindergarten one? Cop's yeah. one of his best.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a doomer.
2: Yeah.
0: Terminator? It's John
1: Kimball. No,
2: I avoid uh, stops at the Terminator. Oh, the okay.
0: Look, stuff. I'm going to make the controversial statement of what's Terminator 2, definitely. Um, and you, one. Yeah, one's all right. No, one is great, one is great, one is great, but I feel like sometimes with people, if they haven't watched the first Terminator at a certain point, they go to it and it feels so old hat, like it doesn't age as well, but it's actually a really good film if I you give Terminator it 1. If you give it a chance. No, no, it's a classic. No. I just think Terminator 2 is a superior film.
1: It definitely is
0: superior. Watch Terminator 2, it's really good. I grew up in Terminator 2 and then I watched Terminator 1, so it's
1: kind of like that oh, okay. too. I watched it in order, so yeah
0: because Terminator 2 was always on TV always yeah, I on remember TV on,
1: on flights I've taken they've always had Terminator 2 as a choice of a movie to watch Terminator
0: 1's an R rated movie but yeah. Terminator 2 well, is Terminator it. 1's more of a
1: horror film whereas Terminator 2 is this kind of like
0: but, yeah but Terminator 2 has way more violence yeah
1: yeah <laughs> well that's true
0: Yeah. yeah and it's also fun you should watch Terminator 2 you haven't watched enough Schwarzenegger have you watched Jingle All The Way his Christmas movie see that one I haven't seen Oh, oh, it has Anakin Skywalker in it. Well, I know what it has. As his son.
1: I know what it has, but it, I haven't it seen the It has Phil Hartman in it.
0: <laughs> as the sleazy next-door neighbour who wants to sleep with his wife.
2: This is the moment. This is the... That the Kogan...
0: Coogan. Kogan? <laughs> this is the moment that the Kogan steps out of the Coogan. <laughs> this is the moment this in which you fell in love with Steve Coogan? No,
2: no, this is the moment he falls in love with Monique and is, like, getting all jealous in the hot tub.
0: No, yeah. Well, he's already in love with her because he ogled her ankles. Yeah. Didn't you see that, Lauren? I swear you were pointing that out a moment ago. Does you know, does does I love Schwarzenegger's hair in this when I think Turkish yeah. when I think Turkish prince, I think weirdo and my <laughs> hair from three years yeah. ago. <laughs>
1: like
0: what's going on, Schwarzenegger?
1: Somehow, he always, he kind of reminds me of Richard Simmons a bit, too. Oh,
0: yeah, because he's wearing a jumpsuit. Mm. It's I, Richard Simmons. Yes, I, I,
1: I want to hear you know Schwarzenegger. Life, life number seven. He's a very fit guy, but I also want to hear him do, like, a fitness video for a big group like Richard Simmons would do. Oh, he does
0: have fitness videos, but, like, not the well, type not, not Richard like, Simmons well, would do where it's like, Come like on, guys, stuff, smack but, yeah. your ass and let's get going. I think Richard Simmons, I think of him being heavily prominent in the film The Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy.
1: I haven't seen the Eddie Murphy version. Well,
0: his character's very fat, and he watches Richard Simmons videos a lot. Mm. Richard Simmons is crazy, by the way, so...
1: woo! Oh, bye-bye! He's also fantastic.
0: Oh, no, they're touching his statue, which was the one thing he asked them mm-hmm. not to do. No! Look... Ooh. I don't understand why you don't want to give Schwarzenegger a chance. He's a limited range actor, but he's really fun. Mm. Every role he's in is a blast. He speaks
1: very clearly in this film too. Mm. Props to him for that.
0: It's because he's older and he's becoming governor. Mm. So he also is trying to do an accent. I feel like I I feel like he's trying to do a royal accent. You know, you know, royal accents where you speak like this.
1: It's a bit of a like artistic kind of touch to it too. Artistic? Well, you know, because he's playing the music, he loves, oh. he's got all this art in his palace. Yes. And he's kind of comes across like a bit sensitive, even though he's also a douche. Is he supposed, Do you think he's supposed to be Muslim? Uh, well, were the Ottomans, like, were Ottomans Muslim? Aren't they? I, At this point? I don't know too much about the Ottoman Empire.
0: At this point, yeah. I want to say they are. It's Turkey. Turkey's you know, um Muslim country now and then I'm pretty sure I think he's supposed I never to never really thought about what I think he's supposed is. to be Muslim. Why I'm I'm questioning this is maybe I'm not up to date, but like I'm just like yeah, I'm just looking at him, I'm going, that doesn't look like a Muslim prince to me. But maybe maybe I'm the fool and maybe the filmmaker who made the water boy and um, the wedding singer knows what they're doing. Mm. And oh here he is breaking bad guy again. Out of the cabinet of bad guys, did you have a favourite? These guys, these old stuffy white guys.
1: Uh of the two sitting on the couch, I like the one on the right. That one,
0: the fat, real oh, the, fat the one. Yeah. one.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he he was the, he was the. I watched his fitness video. He was he was the one that spoke like this. Yeah. I like the general, Uh the big fat general. You know that's the one like, that's
1: standing behind uh, Broadbent. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was great. I loved. There's a bit later and I didn't know if it was scripted or not where he blew the whistle right into Jim Broadbent's ear and yeah. Jim Broadbent I don't know, it felt like he wasn't acting. It's like, Wow! Why did you do that? That was so stupid. I will like, say
1: this. The the general, he's got the best face, I reckon. You mean Chin? <laughs> well Chin's part of the face. <laughs> he
2: is also featured on Pi's sky. You, do you
1: think someone else is has- Yeah. He's not
0: the detective. No, in he's not Sky, he's not though. the detective. Cuz that's Brian's, um like... what's his name? Harry Potter's. Yes, Uncle. Uncle
1: Vernon? Yes. Richard he Griffiths. Was,
0: he He's Richard dead. Richard Griffiths, yeah. yeah. Well, when I saw these... He ate th- too many pies in the sky. <laughs>
1: when I saw these three, I, I asked myself, I wonder if these people are Richard Griffiths, but the more I looked, I was like, no, nah, I don't think so.
0: We've had him on the show
1: before, I'm pretty sure. I'm dead sure we have. I think he
0: was in The Avengers, I want to say. It feels yeah. right. And I always think of him in um, one of the Naked Gun movies as, like...
1: Oh, yeah, he was the... the professor or something or other. Yeah, right Bronheimer or something. Yeah, the yeah. second one where he was... Yeah. yeah. I remember when we had him on the show, I asked, was he in Naked Gun 2? And you said yes. No, oh, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's whatever a... that was, that was it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> plot twist. It was actually Thunderpants probably. <laughs> no, I biggest more... plot twist ever, it was Sleepwalkers. And he's one of the feel, cat people. I
1: feel like it would have been in the last half year that we've seen him.
0: It is Jackie Chan. You know what I love? Everyone in the world speaks English. <laughs> But it makes sense. It makes sense. Here's why. Until they get to China, everyone speaks English because all the places they're going are English colonies. Well, colonies. So English is something that's enforced upon them.
1: Well, ironically, one of the first people we see in France doesn't speak English.
0: That is true because the French fucking hate the English.
1: Mm. They like <laughs> and the then, Polish, though.
0: And then they go to Turkey and they all speak English, which is an, an
1: English colony. Well, it's colony Prince either. Happy them english
0: prince happy Ali they speak english
1: in that film too right
0: oh in our version they do in aladin in Aladdin. um so you know i like the fact that they they do decide to dress up as women and they make that a very bold point throughout the mm. movie
1: yeah even though it's like just basically a sari or something over their old, normal clothes hey
0: they're wearing a dress no, idea. no, they're wearing the full women's outfits, like the dresses and everything, not just the the wrap or whatever. Like they but gave, they,
1: but aren't they wearing their regular clothes? No, no they no. gave
0: them away to a bunch. Oh, you didn't see that? <laughs> You're gonna love that. There's a little shot. There's a little shot where the police are asking these women who are dressed in all of their clothes, mm-hmm. these Indian women, and it's like there's this Indian woman dressed just, as Steve Coogan, and I, I just went I like this. That. I'm not up to date with cultural stuff of India, but I'm pretty sure a woman in this time period dressing when... in a man's suit like that, especially an Englishman's suit, wouldn't have gone down well. But she I, was a I, rebel. I did like
1: how you brought up this not up to date in a film that's already a period piece. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Was... Also, this this film, India's You know, controlled by the British. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: But the British might not allow that anyway. I guess
1: that's a justification for why they speak English,
0: here. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Like, the English Mm. would enforce it. But, like, in Turkey and in France, they wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, Turkey, because Prince Happy is being, you know, a host and he's a dignitary. But in France, they don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, and in China, they've got their dynasties. Yeah, exactly.
0: In China, it's mainly spoken in, what, Chinese?
1: Yeah, Qing Dynasty.
0: Is that the dynasty at the time?
1: Yeah, because I think the trivia said so.
0: All right. Uh, salute. I'm only Thank really familiar with
1: the post han dynasty Is it?
0: They're doing the full salute set. Ah, oh, here they are. <laughs> 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 dressed in their clothes. Isn't
1: that great? Yeah, yeah, I remember this now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then they're dressed in dresses the whole time, and then they go to the Himalayas, and now they've got new clothes. Because hmm. uh, the Himalayas does that to you, you know? It's, it's cold there. Have you been to the Himalayas? Have you guys been to any Asian
1: countries? No. Yep. Bartok, enlighten us. Yes. Where did you go? I've been to South India. I've been to Japan for an hour. Um, And I I won't list the ones I've just been to airports to, but those two would be the big ones that I've actually gone out there to. Oh,
0: yes. And South India. Oh, Singapore, of course. How could you say no to Singapore? Uh, South India, um, mm-hmm. fun time?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, doing renovations at an orphanage.
0: Oh, yes, I think you've talked about this before on yeah, the show. end of year 12. And did you... Everyone
1: went to schoolies and I went to India. Were you good at it? I mean, they were pretty happy with what I did. They gave me a, like, plastic plate trophy thing.
0: Imagine if they weren't, though. Like, as soon as he left, (laughs) they were like, we're gonna start this from fucking scratch again,
1: because that one guy... Well, it was a group of, like, 13 people, so... Oh, he's one of Bartok's
0: other favourite characters. I felt like this guy, the big guy... I don't know, he's just one of those goons, like, favourite goon characters. You know how sometimes you see a goon Mm. that has no character to them, but they bring a character to it? Like, this guy felt like that for me, and I felt like Bar. Is this the might... guy that
1: chained them together? Yes. Oh well. I I remember there was some good slapstick with this guy. Yeah, like I guess well, he didn't he'd be a high contender.
0: And and you know just how big he is, but he has this goofy voice, goofy voice. Uh, now this is great. You know, what I like about this sequence, Lauren. Mm-hmm. They work together. Yes. Because in a normal movie, in another movie, he would still be trying to arrest him or doing something stupid or get knocked out and cause Jackie Chan more problems. But in this, he actually works with him as best as he could. Like, he still gets hurt and injured and yeah. all of that, but he doesn't actually slow Jackie Chan down too much. Like, yes, this is stuff is happening, but once they actually start to work together, they they actually start to kick some ass, and I actually kind of want Around the World in 80 Days 2 which is these two traveling together.
1: Well, I, I guess that is kind of a trope of the whole, oh, we accidentally got chained together thing, where even if it's two people that hate each other, they kind of have to learn to get along. Like, I think pokemon did it with meowth and pikachu and...
0: i love that from you sorry so i'm thinking of the one of the most famous films of its time the defiant ones where it's sydney portier and tony curtis chained mm. together and it's about you know racial big you know racial indignities and whatever and they learn to What's... be friends with one another well, no, and that's it's like no the Pikachu. T- and <laughs> it's no pikachu and meowth though <laughs> <laughs> that's what i love i hear you talking and i'm like Oh, he's gonna bring up the defiant one, surely, because that's like where this idea is most famous from. But you're like Pikachu and Meowth. i like classic <laughs> parts. It'll be
1: like. To be fair, though, Ryan, if you were to tell a lay person about this concept, you'd probably have to pick something that they'd know. If I have to pick a what person? A lay person. Sure. Normal person. Average person. Yeah, I mean, sure. You go up to the Pope. You're gonna tell him about Sydney Portier or Pikachu or Meowth. Uh, well, I have to tell him about God, I guess. <laughs> Did you? you got to teach the Pope about God. I, think
0: I heard about this the other day. I think the Pope decided that hell, hell isn't doesn't real. exist
3: or something. Yeah, hell
0: doesn't exist, and the Jew. I and mean, you hear, uh, I can see you uh, hear the Jews in the background being like, "We've been saying this from the fucking beginning." Wasn't
1: that a thing of like the Vatican were denying that he said that?
0: Yeah, but I don't think he denied <laughs> that he said that. I'd have to
1: look. I'd have to. If that's true, follow-up. the Pope said hell isn't
0: real. That just means we're one step closer as Catholics to being the Jews again, because the Jews don't believe in hell either. I feel
1: like if the Pope, if, if the Pope legitimately said that, that'd probably calm a lot of people down. Yeah. But then, and but then they
0: anger most Catholics, because a lot of Catholics are fire and hell stone.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I don't I, like those Catholics, the, the, con- the concept of wanting hell to exist, that's kind of ironic, I guess.
0: Yeah. Watch out Not me brains mm. as Lauren said while she watched I, this.
1: I actually did Not like... me
0: Brains She scooped him back me in, me in me as
1: best as she could me and me now she me loves the film. I, I did like the touch of how he took that uh, Advice, into, into and he was like,
0: "Oh yeah, I shouldn't do that." He's actually helping me. What a nice guy! Like I like you know, like about Jake Jackedin, he feels sorry for the policeman, like like in the inspector. What was it fix? Yeah, thing. Fix Yeah, he feels kind of bad for him because he keeps accidentally injuring him. Like he always keeps trying to save him, mm. but he keeps fucking it up
1: somehow. Something goes wrong. Yeah. Especially in this scene, where as we said, they bonded like Pikachu and Meowth. <laughs> he's licking his <laughs> lips weird. I don't know why he's doing that.
0: Get him! They would have got him straight away and went, oh, Inspector Uh, Fix, we know it's you, and he was like, they're over there! But, you know, it's a film, we can't do that, you know? Uh, Lauren, if you had to travel around the world in 80 days, what would be the top five locations you would want to visit?
2: Well, I'd have to go to London. 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 I'd go to Sweden?
0: Sweden.
2: Sweden, how many is that? Two. That's two. Uh Japan?
0: Japan. Japan? Japan. I like um, the rest of England. Fuck that. Just London. I, I don't <laughs> want to go to the rest of England. The rest of England sucks. Visit
1: all the countries of the UK, like Ireland.
0: Yeah, Northern Ireland. Don't you get me started on that again. <laughs> um, so, so you, you've got...
2: Australia? I go to Sydney.
0: Okay. I mean, you live in Australia, but okay. Go <laughs> um, on.
2: <laughs> um, I have one more. Antarctica. There we go.
0: Wow. Some of those were good options for me, Bartek. Like, you're a man of the world. If you had to go around the world in eighty days and you had only the top five, you had to choose five locations
1: you definitely want to go to. What five? Japan would definitely be one of them. I, I feel like I'd want to focus more on the Asian countries. I know you would. Because Europe, you know, it's the few I've been to, and they're all the same. Aren't they're they? all sort of the same, I guess. Um, so Japan. Well, Honestly, I'm not really too interested in going around the world. But you're forced to. But I'm forced you're, to. I
0: made a bet with you that you have to go <laughs> around the world. And if you don't... If if you do, you you get to be the host, the the, the, the big host of the show. I've already done that, though. Hold on. And if I win, yeah. you have to stop being Polish forever, give up your living accommodations... And and you're never allowed the podcast again.
1: I know it's a big ask, yeah, but like that's the that's the way. Hey, you're, you're not going to send assassins after me, are you? Oh <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no! I'm going to send warlords after you. Completely different thing. I'm not paying them.
1: Uh, I uh, maybe another one would be northern India because I haven't really been there. Yeah. Um, what about what about if place? I had to if I had to go to Europe, maybe then I'd go to something in Europe that would interest me. Maybe Italy? Italy. That's the nice one. That Say so you've
0: about. got, like, how many have we got? Japan. That's three. Th- yeah, three. Japan,
1: northern India, Italy. Uh, if I had to go to the Amer- North America, I'd probably want to go to Canada. Canada, that's four. S- and South America? Oh, I haven't thought of Africa, either. Fuck
0: Africa is what you're saying deep down. <laughs>
1: If I had to go to Africa, maybe Egypt?
0: Egypt. It's a nice turbulent time in Egypt, as always. <laughs> so
1: That's five. And if I had to go to South America, I mean, Brazil would probably be the one on my mind.
0: Brazil? Ooh la la. Great choices, everyone. All warm countries, I think. Screw New Zealand in the option of all of those countries. Because even in this movie, they say they didn't get to go to New Zealand. And kind of disappointed about it. New
1: Zealand, it. actually. That sounds all right as well.
0: Bartek. You know what's really great? Mm-hmm. You wanted a character arc there. Because at the start of the journey, you weren't too sure what countries you wanted to go to. Now, you just can't stop listing off countries. <laughs> yeah, I've listed
1: seven. You're like, Well, I mean, I pointed out, like, if I had to go to every continent, then...
0: Yeah, there's a lot of continents. Lauren chose Antarctica. The barren wasteland. Well, good on you, Lauren. Like, well,
1: apparently there's a fire station in Antarctica. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How many fires do they have? I don't
1: know, but like I was playing, <laughs> a um, lot. I was playing Jackbox with my friends a few years ago, and like that was one of the questions of like which of these is in Antarctica, and Fire Station apparently was the answer.
0: Mm. Right. Uh, if I have to do this, I have to do this. I, I, well, I'm leaving from Australia. Mm. Let's let's go to South America first, and I would go to um uh, uh um Ecuador mm-hmm. to visit our good friend Claudia who's yeah, on the show and then i'd travel up to canada as well
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then i'd scoot all the way over to russia i'd love to see the build the i love the russian architecture i think it's fascinating to me not to
1: be nitpicky but that's kind of going backwards if you want to go around the world Nah, shut up yeah I know. get rid of the around the world things just what countries you want to go to. yeah
0: <laughs> uh shut up <laughs> if i'm going from australia
1: mm. i'd be going around I mean, around, like, one half of the world. <laughs> you don't know where
0: I'm going after Russia.
1: <laughs> Alright, let's imagine that all the countries are in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go to Russia, that's
0: three, right? Yes, and then uh, I, I'd probably go over to Spain, to have a good old time in Spain. That's a good one. And then I'd probably stop off at Ireland, just to get some more architecture in, because I love the churches and the cobbles and, and the, all of that. I mean, miserable-looking place, but fun-looking.
1: So you so your Asian is the Russia
0: one? Yep. yep. Hey, I didn't choose Africa either. I mean, I'm Soz, Africa. Yeah, I guess it's just not that interesting. But Lauren really took us by surprise. Antarctica. Well, All she right. said Australia, so... <laughs> yeah, she said the country that she lives in. But then she had to clarify Sydney, as if she's never been there and or never will be there in her lifetime. While me, I can guarantee the countries I just listed off, I'll probably never get there. Have you left Australia at all? No.
1: It's all right. You can breathe in every country, it's fine. Same thing. Same old, same old.
0: I mean I you know, I can get severe food
1: poisoning in every can country. Can
2: we just uh, can I just say something quickly about um um Jackie Chan's mum in this? She's I love her.
1: She's quite old. I loved her first scene where she was, like, happy that her son's come home, and then she just, like, walked away all still ranting about how happy she was.
0: (laughs) And now she's just getting fucking hammered. (laughs) But, you know, she can can hold her own, because Steve Coogan can't. He's a teetotaler. So,
1: Lauren... Is that how it's pronounced? What, teetotaler? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never heard it said out loud, so... Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, right. I don't know. Now you got me questioning it. Look, dude, who cares? Look, I wouldn't be able to tell either way.
1: I've always thought. It and your like dad
2: has to talk really fast.
1: Tito no, 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 no. or something.
0: Look, Bartek. In the end, death awaits us all, and we can't keep up with the etiquettes of the ever-changing world. So
3: in That'd the end, be, can't know.
0: we bring back, you know, the uh, public
1: execution? I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. Look, I'm, I, I'm just saying,
3: <laughs> you Lauren, and I are both that
1: thing, and we should probably know how to pronounce it,
0: that's all. I'm looking at Lauren, whose eyebrow wiggled when bring back public executions, and she's like, Ooh, that got me going. <laughs> this looks like the world's most comfortable bed, but also looks like a bed that does not fit a human the size of Steve Coogan. It is for Asian people, because it is a little bed. Look how little that bed is. You know I'm not being racist Lauren looked at me like little people Like no Lauren Chinese people are a lot shorter than Steve Coogan At his impressive 5'11 I don't know how, Steve Co- how tall Steve Coogan is I took a guess There were
1: some guys playing mahjong earlier that were laughing at him
0: Um We have talked about Jackie Chan quite a lot on our show before We liked blah 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 what about Steve Coogan? Let's let's talk. I talked briefly about how I like him in Hot Fars and I like when he turns up and things. Do we know him from much?
2: I know him more from like the movies he's done recently where he travelled with what's his name? Rob ben. Bryden. No I or was it Ben Miller? No, no, it's, it's Rob
0: Brydon, right? Where they go. Where they go on the road trips. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. eat foods. Yeah, yeah, Rob yeah, Brydon, yeah. him and Ben Miller look a lot alike, and they get I mean, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the what is it? The trips to Rome, trip mm-hmm. to France, and it's just like, if you don't know about like there's this TV show with uh Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon where they play themselves, but the characters of themselves, and there's a TV show of this as well, and they make movies of this where it's just them going around to places, eating food eating gorgeous food, and just bitching about each other, and bitching about showbiz, but it sounds like very mundane, but it's actually really funny and charming. It's kind of hard to explain. It's just like they're playing these weird warped versions of themselves, and Steve Coogan is known for doing impressions. He's very good at impressions, but Rob Brydon is um, better at impressions than he is, and he doesn't like the fact that he's better at impressions than he is, and all of that, so yeah, you know him from from that. Is that yeah. is that it?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: it. His
1: trips,
2: um,
0: Fair enough, Bartek, Steve Coogan. Nah,
1: haven't have experienced the Coogs. I might have seen him in things. I I don't really, uh, I'm not really too up on. There's a all few movies. The there's a few
0: movies of his that I ha- that I want to cover in the future. There's one where, I can't remember what it is. I think it's called The Inspector or something where he plays like a ticket inspector, or something who My kind of inspector who who gets involved in an. In uncovering an art heist or something or other, uh, or the guard or something like that, and then I know him primarily for the legendary character he is famous for playing, which is Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge is a very famous uh, character he plays. It's one of those characters that has numerous amounts of TV shows that he's done as that character. Uh, you know, character shows following that character and shows with that character as a supporting character in the show, and he's done stand-up shows as that character. It's what he's most famous for, and he's kind of like a, a British disc jockey character, like an old-school British radio character, like radio presenter character, and he's very, very funny, very, very dry human. He's one of those characters where... He's very hard to get into him because you have to understand the certain kind of comedic context that the character's trying to take on. But once you figure it out, you you, you just enter that sweet spot. And it's just, he's such an arrogant little character. He has his own movie. I think he has a movie or two. And that's kind of what I know Steve Coogan for. Ryan,
1: you, you talked over the Liar Revealed event.
0: Oh, no. You know what I love about the Liar Revealed event is that I hate it. Uh, except for in this movie, it works, because Mm. it's a fundamental part of the actual story. It's not like... You remember in Shrek? You remember watching Shrek, right, as a kid? Mm. And I I think I can say this for most people who grew up on Shrek, and when you have to rewatch Shrek. There comes that point in Shrek where Fiona's talking to Donkey, I'm pretty sure, and Shrek standing outside, and he only hears, like out-of-context part of the conversation and he runs off and, and they have a feuding relationship for like 10 minutes and it slows the entire film down and then... And then it's, he thinks she's a liar. And then, oh, no, he finds
1: out that she's not a liar. More, yeah, more of a misunderstanding
0: kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's like, in context of him, he thinks it's a liar reveal kind of situation. And then mm-hmm. da 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 This is also a misunderstanding, liar reveal, da-da-da. But it actually matters. Oh, that's my favorite line, by the way. Just, I'm not afraid of you and your silly bracelet. And then the knife comes out. It's like, okay, I take it back. It's not silly. And just how <laughs> self-serious mm. he is. Like, another comedian would have delivered that line with, like, an inflection of fear in the voice, but he, he's stone-faced about he's it. He's like, a, he's, I'm... All right, it's not he's silly. He's a very
1: good, uh, snarky British man reacting to other cultures.
0: Yes, he is. At no point do you feel like he's actually enjoyed any of the cultures, he's <laughs> experienced. But it's not like he has contempt for them. It's just kind of like... Not like liking. how he would be. He's a
2: bit neutral.
0: No, no, it's more, he's too busy. Yeah. I've got to get from here to here to here to here. It's like, we've all been traveling before. Sometimes you just can't appreciate the actual traveling because you're trying to get to the destination. Yeah, like, even
1: even when he's, you know, suggested, like, oh, we can see Thomas Edison, he's like, oh, there's not really time, I, I guess.
0: I guess. I mean, I would like to tell him about my whistle modification.
1: When they were in the stocks there and he asked uh, Lao Xing, Jackie Chan, if uh, there was anything he hadn't lied about, uh, and he made the thing about, oh, I can sing. I, I would have probably, if I was a scriptwriter, I probably would have gone with uh, the fact that his mother is Chinese.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, you know that. No, the singing part
1: worked. And it's, you know, leading up to a gag later when they're in the desert. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it, a
0: weird gag, mm. but an interesting gag. Hey, it's got Jackie Chan doing action, and I gotta say, we covered the tuxedo together, us three. The action is it better in this movie or in the tuxedo?
1: Well, I remember one of the criticisms about the tuxedo is that it was a lot of special effects, whereas in this one, it's very clearly actually happening, and Physical. they've even got some of like the names. Of you know martial arts choreography in the in the credits is Sammo Hung I think his mm-hmm. name and and
0: Jackie Chan doing the choreography I, as well obviously. I think
1: obviously. A guy named Daniel something as well.
0: Yeah, Daniel. I don't know.
1: He had a short last name, but they they have actual like martial arts choreographers that do actual like martial arts films in Hong Kong and stuff like that. Yeah. So definitely, it's a lot more played straight in this, but also you've got the whole comedic kind of angle that Jackie Chan tends to do Mm. in the American releases.
2: In his
0: own releases as well.
2: Yeah, because he was an executive producer on this. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, Mm. the thing is, there's a great video online about the art of Jackie Chan's action stylings, but, like... This film, this film, you know, it gets a lot. It, there's a lot of flack between the difference between the, you know, the Hong Kong Jackie Chan action and the American ones because the editing is far different. Like the editing in these movies are a lot quicker cuts, so you kind of don't get the flow of everything as well. And the you know the cinematography doesn't kind of focus on the action the same way that he does in his Hong Kong films, but I feel like this film does it pretty well. Like it does a lot of the Jackie Chan things, like getting props, things that are in the location, using them, having Jackie Chan have something. Um, you know, like, like uh, uh, getting uh, having to fight off multiple things at the same time. But not just, like, dudes. He has to stop the stocks falling on the ground and then grab a blade and smack someone with it and then put the blade try down. Try not and...
1: to let the hot air balloon get away from him. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and you know, and all, like... How he disarms people with random little objects like the stool. He manages to get the bracelets mm. off the guy and flings them away, and then smacks him on the ass with the stool to put him down and all that kind of stuff. He's like, and also, goofy face. Jackie mm. Chan knows you have to be goofy in these. And like, mm. like when he on the rope, he burns his hands and he's like, oh! Ah! And then later on, he does the same thing when he grabs the boiling hot. Um, hot pot and there's like oh and it's like and then he but then he uses the pot to kick it at other people jackie chan really even in the american movies like this one understands the art of action and how you can still infuse awesome action and even in a serious tone with some comedic elements in there that don't ruin anything it actually adds something else it's actually
1: like if you were to if you were a critic of, say, slapstick comedy, it would be really justified in this because there's so much action.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lauren. Yes. Mm. You, big action fan?
2: Not so much.
0: Come on.
1: No. But in drama, they ask, what is your action? And then you have to answer.
0: Yeah, Lauren. <laughs> you have to answer that now. And then
1: you answer, and they're like, no, no, no. What is your action? But come on, if you had to pick a favourite action movie or action
0: star, if you had to pick one. Of an action star, who's your favourite? Come on. You're on the hot seat now.
2: Um, I like James Bond, so I'm going to have to say any of the James Bond movies.
0: You're right, you're right, right. Timothy Dalton it is. Mm. <laughs> um, James Bond.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, interesting. I'm not
1: sure what I'd answer.
0: Well, I'm a big fan of John Wick, so I'd like to choose John Wick as an answer because Keanu Reeves also does his own stunts. Uh, Which is quite neat. Uh, Out of the big action stars, I was always a big Bruce Willis fan, for the most part. Like, I like the Die Hard movies, for the most part. Like, up to the first three. Because Bruce Willis was really good at playing the schlubby, blue-collar everyman who does get hurt. While, you know, other action stars... Jackie Chan does that too. Like, Jackie Chan does the he-gets-hurt thing. While people like Stallone and Schwarzenegger, they don't get hurt they're impossible they're they're impervious to pain Mm. or or what was that great line that um the general had for uh jim Broadbent in this when jim Broadbent said you said the bank of england was impregnable impenetrable impenetrable and he's like i said impregnable it's like it's the same thing
3: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be something that you and I would have as better like, be, that, that would be me and you I would be Jim Broadbent and you're like, oh, actually such a picture of a like, mm. Jesus. Jesus um, so, so, not into action, come on what about Mad Max, Fury Road that changed everybody's mind
2: I haven't, I haven't seen that I haven't, even seen, seen, that, I haven't huh? even seen the original Mad Max <gasps> it's
0: okay, you don't have to watch the original Mad Max to understand Mad Max Fury Road cause those uh, are
1: literally the only two I've seen of Mad Max I haven't seen Mad Max 2. I haven't seen 2
0: or Beyond Thunderdome. Ooh, 2 was... 2 for... 2 Mad Max Fury Road came out was considered the Mad Max film yeah, to watch. Yeah, I've heard that.
1: That's, it is. You the, should check it out. Yeah, that's the one in America that's called just the Road Warrior. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the one with Lord Humongous who's a um, big muscular man in a jock strap wearing a hockey mask hmm. uh, and is pretty good. You should watch the second Mad Max cuz there's a great sequence in which um Mad Max is teamed up with a helicopter pilot whose n- name is like helicopter guy cuz you know most characters don't get names in Mad yeah. Max movies and he's flying around on his little gyrocopter, that's what he's, and he's throwing snakes at people from his gyrocopter. So you yeah, have, like, this intense car chase sequence with these trucks and whatever, which is what Mad Max Fury Road, basically. Mad Max Fury Road is basically the road warrior, but ten times better. Uh, but, but it still is important to watch the road warrior sometimes. And he's just throwing fucking snakes at people and they're like, Aah! And crash their cars and shit, and it's pretty great. Because, you know, it was a film made in the early 80s, so it wasn't special effects. This guy's throwing snakes at people. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you have shots of him in the game where him above throwing snakes, and you know they're real snakes being thrown at real people. Well, Ryan, brilliant.
1: we're looking at The Great Wall, and... That it's not that great. To, it brings to mind a certain film that had action in it.
0: Yes, you're right. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. That epic Australian ad about the father having to describe the Great Wall of China to his son. Remember that? (laughs) Why they keep the rabbits out? Great, great action in that ad. No, no, you're talking about the much acclaimed Matt Damon movie,
1: right? Yes.
2: Matt Damon.
1: Yes, that's how he would have said it with his accent. Uh, The great French actor Matt Damon. I can really. Is that move. funny? It really
3: was. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: just how cynical
0: you sound. It's not like anyone has oh not an... god. Lawrence, Murray's dying. Ah yes, maybe I should British be a British French actor, actor. Matt Damon.
3: I should be a snarky
0: <laughs> British actor. It <laughs> was just a cynical tone in your voice. It's like it's like you hate Matt Damon. I don't. I'm not Jimmy Kimmel. No, you're not Jimmy Kimmel. He hates Matt Damon, but loves him.
2: Just for the record, I did literally spit out water.
0: She did a spit take, guys.
1: <laughs> it's okay. If you if you were here for our last episode, there was one of the three of us laughed a lot and had to get up and lean against uh, I won't before. name
0: names. <laughs> it was me. I didn't name a name, so I'm clean out of that. uh uh This is Lauren's character. If Lauren had to play a character in the movie... <laughs> You would play prostitute who steals his money.
2: Yes, I would.
0: You would? and you'd also
2: d- provide him services, and then <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you think if you were cast in this movie, you yeah. would be cast as that character? Yes. Okay. Yes. Bartek, who do you think you'd be cast as if you were in this movie? Well, I can't say that character, because Lauren's... No, you... Don't Lauren, Lauren's... Um...
2: Bartek
0: would be the captain. He would be the captain. <laughs> 100% <laughs> with the no nipples. <laughs> And I feel... I feel
2: like you'd be Rob Schneider.
0: Me? Mm. Me?
2: Yeah.
0: I was going to say Jim Brookman. No. (laughs) You come in here with your dandy radio waves. Oh, he's good. I do love the fact that Rob Schneider's in this and he's Competent. Like, we've had him in three films now, is it? Like, Bedtime is... Stories, Big Stan, and this?
1: I feel like there might be one more, but those are definitely the oh. ones that come to mind.
0: Surf Ninjas.
1: <laughs> oh, the first time oh. we've had The best
0: of the ninja films. I guess- Surf Ninjas.
1: Is this the s- but this is the second time we've had him as a homeless man.
0: Uh, Was he a homeless man in Bedtime Stories, or was he just a thief? He, I, he also played an Indian in Bedtime Stories.
1: Yeah, he played... that Well, that was a dream, so it's alright. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, he looked homeless to me, didn't he?
0: That's just Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, I like this guy. I'd actually be this e- guy. I'd be that guy. He was anything
1: but in Big Stan. He had a big house.
0: Yeah, and then prison was his home, so. ah. Mm. Uh, Rob Schneider.
1: Wasn't there a trivia point that there was another actor that was originally going to have this role? Yeah. Some comedian?
0: Adam Sandler. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: hey, it's me!
3: I'm a homeless
1: man! I don't know if this director would ever work with Adam Sandler. <laughs> doobie doobie doobie. I'm Adam
0: Sandler! I don't give a rat's ass about quality!
1: Sing his song from Big Stan.
0: Do. I'm Adam... Look at that fucking duck! Like, what's going on there? I think it's a duck, but it has, like, turkey feathers at the end, but it's got, like, a duck's body, and... Maybe it's a quail. Let's agree it's a quail. Do you like the running
2: gag? I like the word quail.
1: Do you like the recurring gag in this film that homeless men are afraid of flying men? Mm -hmm. Birdmen. Flying men. Or bird... Oh, you said both, yeah.
0: But, yeah, the second one said, Oh, no, the birdmen are coming. The birds, the birds. Mm. Birdman! No,
2: it looks like it's a a turkey with a hand as a tail.
0: It's grabbing the sky back and saying, I own you! (laughs) You're my friend now!
1: I think it's art.
0: Do you think behind his head where it says the Nolan brothers is a reference to Christopher Nolan and his brother that I don't know if he has one, but if he does, maybe his name is... Magnus Nolan? <laughs> Wasn't there
3: a
1: tribute point that said that one of these things behind him was like a reference to laxatives?
0: Yeah, the Nolan Brothers movies sure do give me laxative effects. When I saw Interstellar shit my pants. It's like, whoa Matthew McConaughey! Shit my pants. When I saw The Dark Knight Rises and it was fucking great and how awful it was in periods of it. I shit my pants. You shit your pants. You weren't born in the shit pants. You merely adopted them.
3: I'm in a stadium.
0: I'm in a stadium. I love in The Dark Knight Rises that a man manages to outrun an exploding football field and not hear the sound. So when he turned around, he was really surprised that the football field is exploded. What?
1: I liked how anticlimactically Bane died and no one acknowledged it.
0: Oh, you mean he died so flippantly and then the movie just kind of proceeded to go on? Yeah, it was like, eh! Hit by a
1: motorcycle, the end.
0: By a really lame interpretation of Catwoman? Yeah, yeah. You know what I really loved about The Dark Knight Rises? It had a really great moment that it could have had that would have left film fans wondering for years to come, except for Christopher Nolan decided now fucking force-feed the audience, because I already did Ambiguous with Inception, what, which, is, which is, yeah, Alfred is sitting in that little diner that he described early on, that yeah. one day he'd like to sit there and see Bruce happy, mm-hmm. and it has that great shot of him looking over and he's like smiling with teary eyes and we the audience if you left that that shot could interpret that as him seeing bruce or him being happy finally or something rather like ambiguous but then it cuts to bruce wayne with Catwoman, and he smiles back and you're just like wow all ambiguity right. anything gone oh day 66 somewhere <sighs> in the desert
1: not to be confused with the dessert
0: Everyone's favourite. Mm. So, Lauren, if you were stuck in the desert...
1: Not to be confused with dessert.
2: Also, aren't their tyres meant to be wooden, so why is the wood bent? What do you Just, mean? Like, what would they have... It would be snap. It oh, no, it's a
1: metal tyre.
2: Oh sure?
0: Yes, it's metal with a wooden outcasing. See the woods broken. This is Lauren.
1: It's it's hard to explain wheels, did, but maybe they ran he, over a rock. Did that editing choice there confuse you guys?
0: No, it made me clearly understand that um, Jackie Chan's somewhere else in the desert.
1: Mm, so you didn't interpret it as like a cut to the future where he comes back and faints oh, in front of them.
0: Oh, no, 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 not at all. Good, me neither. You did,
1: didn't you, though? (laughs) No, because this film was fantastic. Yeah. Well,
0: hey, no, the film can still be fantastic, but you misinterpret its genius for one moment. That's okay, Bartek, because many people misinterpreted this film's genius by
1: casting the Wilson brothers as brothers. So does this mean that I can stop lying in this episode? You could start telling the truth about how much you love this film. This film is the greatest. I know I said that earlier, but that just goes to show that I was only lying about one thing. Now, could
0: you say it like Owen Wilson does in this movie? Look,
1: I, I I've stopped lying, but now you know that you know. Uh, I guess that just means I wasn't lying at all. Oh, wow! Now say wow. Like, now you say it like Luke Wilson. Hey guys, it's me, <laughs> yeah.
0: Luke Wilson. Look, I was having this conversation the other day about the Wilsons. I don't know why, but I was talking about Owen Wilson. I'm like, Owen oh, Wilson plays Owen Wilson, right? We all, but no one else can do it. When Owen Wilson... Look, the best Owen Wilson role to date is still Hansel
3: from Zoolander, right? Because it
0: captures all the stuff of Owen Wilson in a bottle. I don't know about Zoolander 2, but I know Zoolander Zoolander 1, he's great. Luke Wilson, I feel like, is an actual good actor because he's always a bit different in every role I see him in. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, him as Kelso's older brother in that 70s show, he's kind of got this, like, um... Mysterious air about him, like like mm. a part of you goes, oh, this guy's not a good guy, but he doesn't do anything necessarily to necessitate that as a thing really in that seventy show as a character. Yeah, like you you, kinda... couldn't, you
1: couldn't prosecute him for his character, but
0: mm, like, he gives you something about him where you go, ooh, I don't, ooh, I don't trust this guy, but not like enough to go evil. You just go, Oh, there's something off about him, but, but, like, he's good. Which is
1: something that, like, frustrates Eric, because it's like, oh, what do I pin on this guy?
0: And then you have him in this, in which he's playing Insecure, and then you have him in probably one of his most iconic roles, Idiocracy. Yeah, I In believe. which he's playing, like, a dumb guy. But, you see, he doesn't play it like Owen would. Owen would, Owen would play it too, like,
1: oh, wow, well, oh, wee. It, it, well, he's unremarkable, yeah. average guy, yeah.
0: Yeah, averagey schlubby guy. Well, yeah. Owen would play it a bit more special.
1: He would try to make it a bit more of a funnier role, rather
0: than... Mm. Yeah. Well, well... Luke Wilson makes it seem like a thankless role, but he really is the glue of the film.
1: And how would Andrew Wilson play it?
0: Andrew would play it the best. <laughs> he would have gotten an Oscar. I actually don't know what Andrew Wilson looks like. I mean, I have probably have seen him because I've seen the... Um, I think it's Royal Tenenbaums, where it's like the three brothers, the playing brothers. Yeah, I don't don't know
1: him too. When I went to his Wikipedia page, I remember he had a lot of facial hair. I reckon if you had to get one of the brothers to play a biker, he'd probably be the one.
0: Oh, wow. Are you a big fan of the Wilson Bros?
2: Laws? I watched Zoolander 2 the other day. Why? Because it was on Netflix and there was nothing on television.
0: Well, you could have messaged your friend Ryan and Mm. I would have given you a good selection of things that you could watch. I have good taste. Mm-hmm. You could have watched Around the World in 80 Days.
2: Why did I end up watching that? There you go. Ah, oh,
0: see? It's cuz I recommended it.
1: Mm. Well, that's why I watched it. I... well, you didn't recommend it. You told me it I told
0: you you had to, and yeah. you, if you didn't, you would have suffered pain of death. Oh, here's our villainess <laughs> we haven't talked about at length or at all, really. Tiny little Asian tiny little Chinese warlord. Lady. General
1: Fang, I think her name was. Fang or Feng? Feng. Put us Fang.
2: F E or F A? F
0: E. F E. God, love that hairstyle, though.
2: And that eye makeup.
0: Oh, yeah, obviously the eye makeup's impeccable, but the hair? Can you get your hair like that, Lauren? No. I
2: don't have enough hair to make
0: you Do know. you think she
1: has enough hair? No.
0: Well, there you go, Lauren. If she can do it, so
1: can <laughs> you. Ryan, real talk, could you stop? talking about all these body issues we have, me not being able to grow a moustache and, and... Lauren's lack of hair, hair. Lauren's bald. Oh, I mean, right. the only um, thing you said I'm about yourself is that She's Arnold Schwarzenegger had hair that you already used to have. Yeah, well, the, Oh, I can do that.
0: I could. You're just jealous that I'm impervious to body shame well, issues. I wouldn't be
1: jealous if you weren't bringing this stuff up. It's not like yeah. I'm bringing it out of nowhere. You're the one that brings it up. <laughs> but not out of nowhere,
0: out of the film brings this conversation yeah, but about... but you
1: didn't have to target our hearts. <laughs>
0: what heart. Lauren's just looking <laughs> indifferent. She's just like, I'm bold and proud. Leave me alone. I watched Black Panther and there were bold women in that and I felt empowered. Ryan, As a white lady, I Ryan, felt you like you were ridiculing my her. my head.
1: You were ridiculing her when she said she wanted to go to Sydney and Antarctica. You do not understand. <laughs> Lauren I don't understand her travel
0: location choices I agree I do agree on that And who's
1: Not to say that anyone's at fault But whose fault is that that you don't understand
0: Well I think it's society's fault
1: I never thought of it that way Lauren, mm. you are so weird, I don't get you. <laughs> oh, you <he> got stabbed. Is <laughs> what I'd say if I believed you, Ryan. Hey, Jackie Chan gets stabbed
0: quite a lot in this fight sequence. Yeah. Like, three or four times. Is this the one where he gets stabbed in the bum? Yes, he gets stabbed in the arm. We just saw he got stabbed in the bum and he got stabbed in the gut.
1: He's unstoppable.
0: He, well, that's very funny because he is unstoppable. <laughs> He's Jackie Chan. And that reminded me of Again, on Hot Fuzz, remember in Hot Fuzz, there's a bit in Hot Fuzz where um, where dumbass Nick Frost is looking at these DVDs that you find in a $2 bin and there's a Jackie Chan movie where it's like a cop, there's like some cop movie and it's like... Rush Hour. No, 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 It's another one. It was Rush like, hour two. meet the cop who can't be stopped. Oh, and he just starts <laughs> chuckling.
1: It's a good title.
0: <laughs> no, that's just a blurb on the back. I can't remember what it was, but it's a real movie. Ah, uh, get this joke. He sneezes and then, oh, legs shoot out. Mm-hmm. Lauren?
2: I got that first go.
0: Did you get it the second go, though? Yes. The director of The Waterboy is proud of you. Thank you. Do you like The Waterboy? Because that film also has Kathy Bates in it as his Ma. I don't
1: remember too much about it, but I remember liking it. I, I like it, too.
0: That was actually one of the earlier Adam Sandler films I watched. I grew up on that film, and I liked it. But I liked um, the best character in that film... Is right that
1: up. the one that had Henry Wilkner in it? Wilkner? Wilkner? What's his last name? Winkler.
0: Winkler, sorry. I was literally going to say... It ha- one of my favourite characters in that is Henry Winkler. Who, oh.
1: Okay, there we go. Who
0: is the Fonz from Happy Days. Yes, Who yes. plays Adam Sandler's dad, and or mentor, and or paternal figure a lot, like... He appears literally in one scene in Little Nicky as himself as they shoot bees at him. And he's like, sorry, Mr. Winkler. And he's like, Ugh! and then he's in Click, probably the best one of the Adam Sandler movies that he appears in as his dad. And he's just like, not poor Henry Winkler. And, um, you know, if he appeared in this movie as Jackie Chan's dad, I wouldn't have complained. And if this movie was directed by Ron Howard... I wouldn't have
3: complained.
1: Well, I mean, if Henry Will... Winkler! Winkler. If Henry Winkler could play a Frenchman, then that would be fine. I like how you want to
0: say Wilkinson. I don't know. I feel like that's what No, I want to say
1: Wilkler. Who
0: the fuck I don't know. Is I'm Henry? just adding an
1: L there for some reason.
0: I mean, there is an L in the name, but like not so there. I put it too early, I mean, yeah. You're, you're kidding. Ooh, have you ever wanted to have a shoe with a blade in it?
2: No. Are you no, sure? Yeah.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Because I have no,
2: because I'm really ticklish. So if someone tickles my feet,
0: you what you clank them together like the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and then a blade you, will come do out. Do
1: you oft uh, get into fits of giggles when you interact with blades? <laughs> 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 the answer is yes. The question is,
2: what type of blade?
1: The one in your shoe. <laughs> Any kind? <laughs> like the head like I don't No,
0: no, the film Blade with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> she gets in fits and giggles. When she interacts with You know Wesley Snipes in the Blade movies is fucking great. He seems so crazy. Like, I love just even in context and out of context. Have you ever seen the Blade movie? I
1: think when we were studying hmm. vampires in year eleven yeah Watch bits of it. in
0: the first blade movie he has like his big final kick-ass line i can't remember what it is it's something like you can't go ice skating up a hill without skates motherfucker and he's just like what the fuck <laughs> like like nobody knows it's something like something really yeah. stupid like that you can't go
1: ice skating at
2: all
0: but yeah yeah no exactly it's <laughs> something like yeah i agree <laughs> And oh, the rules! The rules saved him. His little manual of rules. His little little user
2: manual. It says rules. I know, but it's a user manual.
0: But guess what? They get stabbed by. I've always wanted a shoe with a blade on it, but I always wanted on Star Trek the Next Generation. Klingons have boots with spiky horns on the toes of their shoes (laughs) that they use to fucking kick you and hurt you, and I've always wanted those boots because they look cool and I want to hurt people i'm kidding i don't want to hurt anyone i do
1: though uh, In in the fourth metal gear solid yeah i didn't, I didn't say metal gear solid 4 because you would have thought that i was bring up two um vamp yeah. appears in metal gear solid 4 as well who was in two and he has um these kind of things on his feet where he could uh, stab you stab you so, and there's one part where he like Gets on top of, I think Raiden's lying on the ground. He's like doing this like twirl on him, and obviously it looks very painful but also kind of silly.
0: <laughs> Raiden. So, Lauren. Yes. When you watched this film. Flamenco dance, not. Twirling, for this yes. show.
2: Yes, on Thursday, yes.
0: W- I saw it on Friday. <laughs> Did you come to any realization as to why this film isn't as beloved as it should be?
2: It's kind of one of those forgotten gems. It's just, it's just, I think it's because it's one of the many, 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 many Jackie Chan films. And because a lot of the actors back then weren't as well known. I think that's pretty much it.
0: So, an overabundance of Jackie Chan movies drowned this one.
2: Yes, in the period that they were made.
0: Ah, here he is. Bartek's character his Mm. favourite character without a doubt yeah it would have to be every line he delivers
3: was
1: weirdly delivered he reminds me so much of one of my media teachers
0: yes (laughs) I I like we were less left with this and we were supposed to interpret (laughs) nipples but like I don't know until Jackie Chan and also in
2: his introduction he just flashed His Mm. body to everyone.
1: My immediate reaction would be like, oh, he's got a scar or like a shark's bit out part of his stomach. But then Jackie
0: Chan grabbed his breasts. And then I knew it was nipples.
1: Were you turned on when he grabbed his breasts?
0: Jackie Chan? Yeah. Yes, I was turned on very much so. Okay,
1: cool.
0: Uh, You gotta feel sorry for our poor inspector here. He's come back.
1: Yeah, I thought he was gonna like break down in this scene, but no, it was just like a... Justification uh, I, uh,
0: I really love the fact that the ministers thought that he travelled faster <laughs> around the world in 80 days. It is a good point. And if he didn't say anything, he could have convinced them that he did, and that he would have got a record. Yeah. That would have been amazing, actually. That would have been wonderful.
1: It does go to show that if if the person travelling around the world did have the support of the second most powerful British force... They could have probably gotten in way less than 79 days. As oh, yeah. Has. Like, well, this is day 73? Yes. So who, who knows how much faster it could have gone.
0: I always think of that episode of Black Adam.
2: I always thought they were going to burn their clothes and just be naked on the ship. That's where I was going when I was watching this the first time. Like, ah. On Thursday, I was like... Oh, burn I thought them, when you were like a child, you were they're thinking... Willing, they're willing to burn their shoes. Why don't you just burn all their clothes?
0: Because there's clothes won't do as well as shoes cause I'd imagine it'd be cold shoes. out in the ocean right? I like how the their story ends with them not knowing how they're getting back yeah <laughs> uh, Lauren, I like that you wanted to see the captain's no nipples <laughs> That's what you're telling me. You want to see his butt cheeks and nakedness. I'd,
1: I'd watch a film if if there was, like, a Lauren character on this ship who every time she, she would, like, make input into an idea would involve stripping of some sort. That would be, be a funny gag.
0: <laughs> Guys, I think that we should strip.
1: And then they'll be like,
0: Lauren. And then there's, no. like, one time where it's actually it's, a
1: really good idea. It's,
0: it, that's what we call the third act. But Where it uh, saves the whole entire thing. But they don't want to room. admit it,
1: so they kind of, like, think up a shitter idea. Yeah. And yeah. it's their downfall. And then, and then she saves
0: them by burning her bra and declaring <laughs> feminism. <laughs> and then Jermaine Greer was born. And the curse was put on the rest of the world.
1: You had me at the nipples.
0: Yes, I did. Thank you.
1: I was quoting the film. What no. good commentary I am providing. Hey,
0: you know what the woman's doing during all of this? Painting. Painting. <laughs> she can't help them because she's a woman. It wouldn't make sense for her in the time period to know how to master an axe. Master the master. Master,
2: master the master. Master
0: the master, yeah. I mean, master the master was the captain with the no nipples. <laughs>
1: In all seriousness, though, no, we.
0: Seriousness, no? though? In all seriousness, though, no, you got to... English is not my first language. To... <laughs> uh,
1: sorry, my name is Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to appreciate art. No,
0: I do. And when the English saw the flying machine, they also went, I look at that artistic expressionism. Is that impressionism? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a homeless man who's afraid of birdmen. Birdmen! Um, they really appreciated the artistic merit of hers. But is the bird supposed to be a duck? Yes. Because she's obsessed with ducks. I don't know what it is. Really? is it I, th- she-
1: I think right now she's thinking more about fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good, Bart. Thank you. It's Matt.
0: <laughs> Matt Demon. That was good. I'm proud of you. If we could replace Matt Damon in every movie with Matt Damon, <laughs> and it's got like um that TV show, Keeping Up Appearances, yes. in which her last okay. name's Bucket, Bucket but, but she's always like, pronouncing no, it it's bouquet. bouquet.
1: It's Bouquet. It's not Target, it's Target. I fucking hate those
0: <laughs> idiots who call it Target. You come to me and <laughs> I you know say, do that. <laughs> Oh no, people legitimately okay. call it Target, and I'm like, You idiots. It's Target. Get out of, get out of my fucking house. Else. Why are you in here telling me where to go? To Target, That's not a place. It's like when Lauren was calling it Paris earlier, <laughs> just to show us that she's been there before. You know, you don't hear Bartek calling Poland in his Polish name, you know, all the time. Polska? Yeah, you don't hear him going, oh yeah, we are, we are from Polska, you know, like, we don't hear him go like, he goes Poland, because he knows the context <laughs> of where we are. Don't you, Bartek? Earth. That's exactly it. Not Polska. <laughs> or as I know it All right, Perry.
2: here we go, they're about to fly.
0: You sound so disappointed.
2: Fly.
3: <laughs>
0: Come on. Well, she's telling the truth, Ryan. When was the first time you went flying and how did you feel? <laughs> well, this movie's about I went flying someone. When I was six
2: months old. I don't have any memory of it. Why were you flying when you were six months old? Because my parents decided to take me to Europe.
0: When you were six months old? Yes. Oh, that must have been a fucking nightmare for the rest of the passengers. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there. Where? Where? I'm going to Paris! I'm going to Paris! Where? Where? Why does that man go one sleeve? Lamb chop, lamb chop, lamb chop, lamb chop.
1: <laughs> Ryan, a man who's never well, you've been on planes. I've I guess, been a fucking... You haven't been on international flights though.
0: I like my man who's oh well, he has been on planes. That
1: was the director question t- You've been on Tiger Airlines.
0: Mm. The first time I had to fly a plane was to come down, t- come down to Melbourne. So that was like ten You're years a big ago. Boy. I was
1: fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, sorry, I was thinking when you moved to Melbourne.
0: No, I was fourteen. And I had a fun time. I loved the momentum, the the feeling of vibration in your chest and your sternum when the plane is like just going off and just landing uh so good. Bartek you. Do you first remember your
1: I... first planey? No, I would have been around Lauren's age.
0: Oh, ago. so you were like where where i'm going to paris where yeah, No, i was going
1: to polska right
3: oh where <laughs> no,
0: i actually where? wasn't going to paris read this it's in polish you know how to read the polish too and hey. i wasn't
2: going to paris i was going to holland
0: no you're going to paris we know this uh <laughs> i was oh john cleese The random cameo of the Mm. film, I
1: guess. How did I not notice that was John Cleese the first time?
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, now you do. I
1: think it's because I was looking at the other guy.
0: Yeah, well, John Cleese wasn't, like, taking up the screen. He's not like, it's me, John Cleese, I'm going to Paris. You know, he's (laughs) like, it's me, John Cleese, and I'm in the film. I'm having a fun time, and I'm glad to be in the film. I, I can't remember. Have we had John Cleese appear on our show?
1: Feels right. I mean, we've had a few of the other Monty Python, well... Eric Idle, you mean. Sorry, I was thinking of when we did um, Bend It Like Beckham and you were saying that the mum of... Um,
0: yeah, Gray's, Grayson said the mum looked like Michael Palin in drag, yeah. yeah. No, we've had um, <laughs> we've had uh, Eric Idle on a yeah. few times now. I can't remember if Twice, we've had... Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: Dudley Do-Right and 102 Dalmatian
0: uh here we go is he gonna make it you know i love jim Broadbent. who knows that it's only been 79 days is still working on the basis that this is the 80th day and that Mm -hmm. they have to stop him immediately right now because obviously if he gets on the steps he wins but it's like he's treating it like oh no he he we got to make sure we stop him in the next five minutes Mm.
1: Well, and yeah, but the reality that he's not aware of is oh, even great the shot.
0: worse. Great shot. That was a great shot there. Well,
1: no one's firing a gun. What are you
0: talking about? Uh, well, That's something. Why didn't Jim Broadbent just grab out a gun?
1: And shoot them.
0: Yeah. Gun. Oh, he fell over. Oh! It was a good shot. It was. That's what I'm saying. Like, those were these, all these close-up shots of him screaming.
1: No, I was talking about uh, hypothetical gunshot.
0: Oh. Uh, uh. that, that, that My that. bad name. That's actually a good band name hypothetical gunshot. And then you actually have a gun. That's your instrument. There's a picture of this old sound um, sound uh, sound effect group in the 1920s for radios and like there's ones you know banging on garbage cans and whatever. but then there's just one guy holding a gun. like that's his sound effect he's playing with. He's just an actual gun. Now, Jim Broadbent's here to teach you that he's <laughs> a bad we're,
2: guy. We're the Royal Academy of Science. We don't need to prove anything. It's
1: very, oh. very much a, this is the war room kind of. Mm, yes. There's no fighting here.
2: Yes.
0: Jim Broadbent, great actor. He's very good at playing heroes, villains, comedic, like... He plays a very diverse group of individuals, you know. Hot Fuzz, he was the kindly father who's the villain in this. He's the pompous guy who's the villain. I love
2: him in um, Moulin Rouge.
0: Yeah, I hate Moulin Rouge was a fiery passion, but he's good in Moulin yeah, Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fucking detest, um, not detest, I just don't like Moulin Rouge, uh, I don't have enough anger towards it, because it at least does have a good version of Roxanne, so I'll give it a tick in that regard, but it wastes Ewan McGregor, wastes him. Yes, yes. You gotta agree on that. Yes, Ewan I Ewan McGregor. is like, completely McGregor. wasted in that movie, though.
2: He could have done a lot more singing.
0: It's not even singing. He's just... You know, it's really... You've seen Moulin Rouge, Bartik? Once. Okay. Here's one of the weirdest things in Moulin Rouge. They, you know, they use real songs. Like, they don't have any real songs of their own. They use already existing songs. Yeah, a lot. They have the... They have the, um... The love, uh... From what may. No, no. The, 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 the love melody where they go oh, through, yeah, like... Oh, Elephant love melody. Yeah, they go through, like, a million love songs in a very short time. The One of the ones that they end on is Heroes by David Bowie, which is very interesting because you wouldn't necessarily put that at the top of the list of iconic love songs and, if anything, even list that as just a love song <laughs> necessarily. It's like, And they just made me sit down, and I realised David Bowie doesn't do romance songs. The queen. Uh, This whole sequence is just him saying, Oh, I get to act now. Oh, here she is. You know, Kathy Bates is one of those actresses that you respect so much due to a great performance of her career, which is Misery. Even if you haven't seen it, you know of its effect of her in that film, her Oscar-winning performance, but she's just some actress that you just look at her and she just commands respect, and some people may not Basically, know her. Basically, she's
2: just scary. You know? No, I wouldn't even
0: say
1: scary.
2: No. After watching American Horror Story, like, she's scary.
1: <laughs> okay, but Ryan, <laughs> Misery, why, why are you bringing her up when the Queen of England is on screen? That's Kathy Bates. That's the Queen of
0: England. Played by Kathy Bates.
1: No, it's the Queen of England.
0: But... <laughs> so <Sorry, laughs> does
1: that guy <laughs> Did you see the painting of her earlier in the film? It was her, Kathy Bates. No, it's a queen of England.
0: But m- maybe Kathy Bates is the queen of England.
1: <gasps>
0: but yeah, Kathy Bates for a lot of people, she's known for a lot of things, you know, Misery being one of her most iconic. Well,
1: uh, uh, Misery is an mo- emotion.
0: Yeah. But there's a film as well. And of course, uh some people know her from American horror story, I guess. She plays a few different kind of characters in that. Doesn't she yeah. kind of play like a cowardly yeah. racist in one of them mm-hmm. and All that so But you know, sometimes she plays a loving, sweet, gentle type, and in this movie she's playing just a real aloof Queen Victoria. Like, you know, this is actually a very interesting interpretation of Queen Victoria, because usually you think Queen Victoria is really stern, harsh, you know, like really, really you don't fuck around. But in this she's like, Oh, I've placed a bet. You better not lose. And all that she's like very aloof.
1: Not very good with the uh, tropes of the British royalty. No, but
0: she's breaking the
3: mold.
1: I remember last Christmas we were playing celebrity heads at the family Christmas dinner and I got, I think, Prince Philip or something.
0: Oh, so you got S- given, he's a racist. I don't know,
1: but when I deduced that I was a member of the royal family, I'm like, I don't know any of these people. What Then I, I just randomly said names until I got it right.
0: Ah, well, that's okay, Bartek, because they know you. My uncle told me, "Are you living under a rock?" You might be. You do live in the Australia, in Australia, which is a Commonwealth country in which the monarchy are ever present in our lives.
1: Insulted my rock. That's all I'm saying.
0: Dwayne, we're sorry. <laughs> Dwayne.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like,
0: who's Dwayne? Oh, the Rock. Yeah. The Rock. Ah, <laughs> uh, Steve Coogan is happy. He's got the girl, Lauren. Aren't you happy you got the girl and the Jackie Chan? Yes. And Queen Victoria got a little hug too. <laughs> if you had to hug a historical figure, just a hug, nothing <laughs> else, you're not even allowed to say hi or anything. Yeah. Who would you hug?
2: Audrey Hepburn, but we all know why.
0: No. No. <laughs> 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 Le- Lean in and give me such a pained expression of... No, I don't know
2: why. I have no idea why. Why? Why? Go back and watch episode 190 of Millionaire Hot Seat last year and you'll know why.
0: Is it because she made you win money? Yes. As an answer? Uh, okay.
1: Okay. Wait, did you say we all know why? Yeah, we all know oh, okay. why.
0: <laughs> you guys at home, you know Lauren. You know why.
1: Uh, What's she, his name? Eddie Eddie's listening to this Eddie podcast. Maguire. Eddie Maguire. Of course I do. Eddie McGuire's like,
0: lock it in. <laughs> uh... Bartek, historical figure, if you had to hug one. Mm. Nothing else, just hug You're not even allowed to say hi, nothing. Just hug.
1: there probably be no consequences by picking pick He'll probably accept it. If I pick Hitler, you know, that'd probably be a problem.
0: Yeah, he'll be like, filthy luck," And then smack you down some stairs.
1: Well, the rock wouldn't
2: Coogan does right. not look like he's a good kisser. Sorry.
0: Uh, she's actually the terrible kisser. She's French. True. And uh, the English are known for their good kissing skills. It's the French that suck. Oh, I love the song at the end. Yeah. It's really good. That's sung by the cast except for Jackie Chan. Um,
1: Isn't it, Doesn't it also have uh, parts that are sung by like certain high schools? Are different yeah, languages? yeah,
0: yeah. And her, the French lady, yeah. singing it yeah. in Finch. Okay. The race is won. Yes, it is, Schwarzenegger. Um, If I choose a historical figure to hug... Hmm... I want to hug Nero.
1: Just hu- Nero?
0: yeah, hug it out and say, dude. The one who
1: liked singing?
0: And stomping on his pregnant wife's belly until she died? Yeah. I'd want to hug him and say, dude, don't do that. So, but I can't say that. I'm just allowed to hug. And he'll know. He'll know what it means. And then the Roman Empire wouldn't have been burnt. And then, well, maybe today would be very different.
1: I'd hug Genghis Khan.
0: Really? He'd hug you back, too, you know. Genghis loved hugs.
1: He'll see how strong I am and he'll he'll compliment me. You know me who wouldn't watch.
0: hug you back, though? Napoleon. He would not hug you back.
1: But I'm Polish. He's too busy rubbing his belly. Is he hungry? <laughs> Is he hungry? I can feed him. No,
0: he had stomach ulcers. That's why he always has his hand in his coat. Because he's rubbing his stomach.
1: He doesn't have to hug me back. I'll just hug you
0: No, back. no, he's too busy. Too busy.
1: He doesn't have to do anything.
0: He, yeah, no, but... You know, sometimes you want a hug back. He's not going to give you that hug I'll take he's him, for, I'll you take him to back. a water park. He's not going to give you that hug. Not going to give you that hug but back. But I'll invite him to a water park and everything. Sammo Hung. <laughs> yeah, you are, Sammo. Yeah, you are, buddy.
1: Didn't I say his name earlier this episode? Yeah, I know, <laughs>
0: but now I'm saying it, and I'm implicating his penis size.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm just saying he's well known, so... He's Hung. Oh, Wu. It was Daniel Woo. These are just actors in the film. I think he was one of the choreographers. Oh, cool. Cool. And Kathy... With Kathy Bates. Not
0: and. With. And Schwarzenegger. Arnold.
1: Actually, it's pronounced Schwarzenegger. It is not. Schwarzenegger? No, it's not. I know. You're a, you're a joker. Schwarz means black.
0: You're a joker. Coming in here, making jokes. How about you give us your review and a rating, buddy? i will be the ultimate joke of all. No you. Okay.
1: Hey, look. Poon yi Chi. Yin Chi. Yin Chi
0: okay come on hit us about it.
1: <clears throat> I know you, you're busting at the seams this film is shit is not a thing that I would say this film is good is a thing that I would say
3: I
0: heard it here
1: I heard it there I heard it everywhere thank you for laughing I was waiting for all three of us met, met them on uh, that's a really good joke you should put that in the script Um, (laughs) this film is definitely one that I would put in the ranks of those, like, Thunderpants and, um, Bubble Boy, in the sense that it is a film that travels around, it has multiple settings, (sighs) multiple different characters that you meet, multiple different eccentricities, in these places, which I guess you could also compare it to Euro Trip in a way, but that one's more. I mean,
0: can't you compare everything to Euro Trip in a way? It was 2004, right? Didn't it
1: have way. Matt Damon in it? Yeah, he sang the song.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh sorry, Matt Damon? <laughs> yes. Scotty Doesn't Know was that famous Matt Damon song. <clears throat> um this film is and those two films you would recall I liked. Of the hundred and five, six movies we've done, you you distinctly remember that those ones I liked. Yeah, yeah. As well as the other hundred and two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would put that film up there. It, it's definitely very different to that, because those, I feel, were a bit more absurd in nature. Whereas, apart from, like, casting choices, like Arnold Schwarzenegger as as a Ottoman mm. prince, mm. and, uh, you know, an American lady as a British royalty person... Um, this one definitely feels, I guess, more grounded in a way? Yeah. Like, not super realistically grounded, but definitely enough to make it a very charming little adventure film, which, and again, I've, I've mentioned, I've already established in this episode, so I can't pretend, I am not familiar with Jules Verne, but I do know that... Around the World in 80 Days is a very famous adventure story in literary culture. Mm -hmm. This film is also a very good adventure film, both in terms of what it takes from the source material and its unique additions, its idiosyncrasies, the martial arts, the, the humor style of Jackie Chan. This is really just a film you can't go wrong with. I think the only way you could go wrong with this film is if you just don't remember it. And, funnily enough, a lot of people don't. Tragedy. If I had to give this film a rating... Which you do. I would would say I would be delighted to give you a rating. i I thought that was going to be your rating (laughs) well we always start it with if i have to give it a rating no though you say i would
0: be delighted to give you rating. that's my rating
1: (laughs) i would that's a ryan joke i would not do that yeah yeah
0: (laughs) it's a good one
1: the the rating that i would give this film is 26
3: out of Twenty-six.
0: Whoa, that's a hundred percent of that.
1: I want to give it a, a rating for every single letter of the alphabet, because of the English alphabet, of the of the Roman alphabet, mm. because those are the tools by which I express my love for this film.
3: That's
0: emotional. Now I'm going to give my rating and review and all that. This film was gorgeous. It was a real fun time. The tone of the film is really light, and that's a good thing, you know. Sometimes a film can just have a light, fun tone, and the pacing of it is good. It's an adventure film that knows to keep it at a good pace and knows to keep it short, relatively short. Yeah, it's almost two hours long, but movies now... Like, two hour and a half hours, and you just go, whoa, why are you two and a half hours when all I'm watching is, you know, whatever's, you know, whatever popular movie's coming out, you know, like... You
1: say two and a half?
0: Yeah, no, it was just two. no, no, more, most movies today Oh, are uh, two listening. and a half, you weren't listening, it's okay. Let's
1: start the episode again.
0: <laughs> Hello, listening people. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, most movies now are two and a half hours, and there's no reason for it, or they're broken up into several parts... This is just one movie based on the book. And whether it follows the book directly or not does not matter because this film is an interesting film on its own right. It is fun. It has great casting. Steve Coogan really adds a lot of humanity, charm, and wit. But Jackie Chan adds a lot of the uh, elements of heart to it as well. And the action definitely is entertaining. It has funny little quips and turns and I would recommend it very much so. It is an unappreciated masterpiece that deserves to be an appreciated masterpiece. If I have to give this a rating, which I do, I'd have to give this a that's such a Ryan joke out of a that's a Bartek joke.
1: Which one's more valuable?
0: You interpret
3: it.
1: Uh, Lauren? Because unfortunately <laughs> only the the better option would be the Ryan one because it's the rating you give it and that means if it's better than the Bartek one, Bartek would be like the 100% yes. line and the Bartek one's by the 100 and I'd feel really bad yeah. because there's no way I could twist it that mine is more valuable.
0: The most valuable one's a Lauren joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like one and a half Ryan jokes.
0: That's like her life is the joke. Oh, but it's like three. It's like three, oh, it's like three Bartek jokes though. Yeah, it's three Bartek jokes. <laughs> Lauren? Let's hear from you.
2: Okay. Um, this film is definitely an entertaining one. Far more entertaining than I remember it yeah. being. And it has this quality that reminds me of why I love British film. Yeah. <laughs> and that is because of the charm, the wit. The broadbent. The broadbent. The coogan. Me not being able to stop looking at British men's mouths for some particular reason. Um, it's her.
0: It's her fetish.
1: Which
2: Maybe, the, maybe it is my fetish. Which of I you two wasn't know.
1: that said that Steve Coogan didn't look like a good kisser? Uh, Lauren. <laughs> oh, <that> makes sense. <laughs> She's looking at his mouth. <laughs>
0: like Lauren's. Like Lauren's a good judge. How good he is Ruben a kisser. Mouth. His uh, legs were much more interesting for Lauren. Okay. Uh, um, go on, Loza.
2: It has all the small cameos, which you don't get as much now in the bigger budget films. Like
0: if you do, they're a lot more subtle. Like yeah. like in Star Wars, they don't stop the movie to go, "Hey, look, we visited Simon Pegg's character." As much, you know. It's I, I like, guess
1: I guess like I was saying before about comparing it to Thunderpants and uh, the Bubble Boy. Those two films were kind of made for those more cameo things. So you get like people like Fabio. Yeah. and Stephen Fry and all that. Danny
0: Trejo. Danny um, Trejo.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it just reminds me of, like, you're going on an adventure when you're a kid and you're creating this kind of fake story and you're going, once upon a time, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and, and then this happened. And Schwarzenegger a was prince. a Turkish prince. Schwarzenegger was a Turkish prince. So it kind of has that form- formula. And I quite like that. So I'm giving it... A Coogan smile out of a Coogan smile.
0: Oh, that's pretty big. Oh. 100%. But you know what? One hundred percentage as mine. You know what 100 percentage is? It's
1: a percentage, yeah.
0: And you know who gives 100%? YouTube. <gasps> when it comes to brilliant comments found by Bartek on the trailer <laughs> for the film, just the trailer? Yes. People on YouTube are very um, special. Uh, not in the Touchman Angel sense, but in the X Men <laughs> sense. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they powers. have powers of deduction primarily. Uh, Bazek, let's hear from the brilliant users of YouTube.
1: Well, I want to start off just a teensy weensy, but not very much different way. Right, normally I find these comments from official trailers. <gasps> This one's an unofficial one, and with that comes a custom description for the video. <laughs> it's, it's not that amazing, but I, I included it this time, because it, it, it has thought put into it, and I appreciate Character? it. Character? The description for this trailer is, This is not a remake of the original movie. It is also not a faithful adaptation to Jules Verne's literary work. What it is, is a delightful comedic, in brackets, dare I say, parody, version of a story many of us have enjoyed. It is labelled a Disney production. Oh, thanks, Disney. But in truth, Disney only distributed it. Oh. But it is made with Disney's involvement firmly in mind and is a fun, adventurous, and even rousing family movie.
0: I know, that was you, Walt Disney, who wrote that. (laughs) Good job, Walt.
1: Cheeky bastard.
0: He froze himself just to write that.
1: The first comment is, and it starts with a quote. Ooh! This is what happens when you leave home. You meet people, end quote. Oh, best quote ever. Love this movie.
0: That was one of the best quotes. I hear Lauren quoting it every day.
1: Ryan, which character said that quote?
0: Uh, I do believe it was Steve Coogan. Cool.
1: Cool. I don't remember, so thank you for telling me. The next comment... It would be weird if it was Jackie
0: Chan's character.
1: <laughs> the character who has been around the <laughs> Alright, the next comment is... This is actually a decent movie if watch it on its own without knowing the original novel.
0: I, I agree.
1: And the response to this is, I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was me, sorry.
1: The next comment is... Jackie Chan is an outstanding actor. He plays so many different emotions and characters so well. He was great in Rush Hour, but my personal favorite was the remake of Karate Kid. He really showcases his many talents as an actor and as a stuntman.
0: He does. Lauren laughed because she just couldn't agree any harder that it got her hysterical.
1: The next comment is, I often wonder why this movie was not a super duper hit. Such a lovely movie can be watched and enjoyed all kind people and of all ages. I agree. All Mm -hmm. kind people.
0: (laughs) I, I don't want unkind people watching this.
1: We had a we had mostly positive comments. So oh I no. Thought...
0: Here we have a not all kind people. <laughs>
1: so I want to put two comments from some of the 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 philosophers of the people who don't think this mm-hmm. film is great. The first comment by this person is this movie suck, which shows their opinion and the next comment that they made is horrible movie ever. <laughs> Yeah, they, they suck. This next comment is probably a bit redundant because I mentioned its point in the episode. From the author of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, that's and, a great book too. And read. the director of The Wedding Singer and The Waterboy.
0: Yeah. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is also one of his iconic ones that kind of have the idea of submarines a lot. Um, his one is made out of wood, I'm pretty sure, though. Uh, but... Yeah, and the film version, just off topic, the film version has Kirk Douglas teamed up with Peter Laurie fighting a giant octopus. And it's a real, like, prop octopus that's, like, to scale of how big the Kraken-like thing is. It's awesome. You should watch the Disney's version of that at some point in your life. It's really fun.
1: The next comment makes a good point. I bet it does. I'm going to read it slowly just so I can say it all properly. Okay. Let's absorb this, Lauren. And there's no commas, so that's, you know, i just want okay. to... Okay. Sometimes when Jackie Chan is on screen most of the time, I sometimes think that it's a Jackie Chan film with Kung Fu. I also <laughs> think
0: that, and sometimes Do you think I'm that surprised.
1: sometimes when he's on screen most of the time, you sometimes think that? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I wrote that! (laughs) That was me! The next one is the longest comment, and it's also the last comment. Aww, goodbye! Holy shit, this is one of my most favourite movies ever. The story is interesting, and as the plot goes on, you get absorbed into the pioneer spirit. As the movie goes on, the stakes get higher, and the movie gets more exciting. It's a fun adventure that you can't help but enjoy. Not to mention that the comedy is so cheesy that it's actually. The highlight of the movie is when Fog is in (laughs) San Francisco, where was just robbed. As you, this man in despair, thinking that he will never fulfill his dream, find the woman he loves and win the bet. At that time when he is fallen into the most low moment in his life, he is found by his best friend and his love interest. They proved him that man with a dream so big cannot do that much alone. <laughs> even at his worst, he discovers how much he means to those people. Where Sorry. <clears throat> even at his lowest... He has already travelled a distance in a period that no man has ever done before. And when you see how thousands of Americans believe in him, that he could do what no man had done before, that is the greatest moment of this film. No matter how unbelievable and ridiculous this situation is, people still cheers him on his road to progressing mankind.
0: You know what? Wow. I, you know what I felt like should have been playing under that when you talked. Yeah. Just really inspirational music.
1: Well, let's not forget that not to mention that the comedy is so cheesy that it's actually
0: That's where you lost. It. Like that's the <laughs> heard... senti- that's the sentence in which his English
3: started
1: to
0: deteriorate. That's the one where I really heard your reaction. I was just like
1: <laughs> All right, like the, what highlight of, the highlight of the movie is when Fog is in San Francisco where it was just robbed.
0: Yes. Well, that's, that's it. All. Lauren, it was fantastic to have you on the show We know that you loved the film And we know that you had a fun time coming on Even if we made fun of how you all like I'm from Paris I go to Antarctica Which is actually pronoun- pronounced Antarctica But you know, I know that because no, right. I've been to Paris and right. Antarctica Oh, uh, Antarctica And you know, I would go to Australasia which is you know located you know she had partially where I would go to Sydney I've been <laughs> Sydney. to Sydney no Sydney. Sydney. no Sydney and they I would lied. travel all the way to Lindon and then <laughs> I would go to the big TikTok all right enough picking on Lauren <laughs> <laughs> enough time picking on Lauren, enough time has passed on that. It's now time to pick on you because you guys have been fantastic and amazing, wonderful listening people. But you guys, you know what you could do? You could share us around, you know, like, like, you know, you're on the street corner and you're like, Hey kid, you want to you want to see a cool podcast? And then they'd be like, I can't see one, I have to hear it. And he's like, make dang, sure, you got me there! Make sure you're wearing a coat when you say that. And nothing else. And, uh, <laughs> you and can wear
2: others. Maybe some shoes, just
0: for yeah. yeah, 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 classy shoes. And those kind of pants that only attach from the knees so that it looks like you're wearing pants on the way out.
1: shoes that have blades on the end of them? Only on one <laughs> shoe, though. And make sure you meet some ticklish people.
0: and share the podcast around with spit and polish presents and we're on itunes we're on podbean we're on youtube we're on all manner of stuff stitcher hopefully one day spotify i don't know they won't get back to me facebook is where you know our social media is primarily at you can drop us a message on there that's spit and polish presents hey you got itunes Maybe you could be awesome and uh, you know, give us a rating and a review on on the iTunes because that helps. that helps quite a lot in getting other people listening to the show and showing people what great content we make. And you know, if you're hey, yeah, tell them where you load. Tell them where you load. And you know, we've got our other show, The Mystery Box, in which we talk about movies that we found randomly at an op shop or secondhand store or wherever, and we watch it at random and we talk about it afterwards and if you're up for that. And, um, well, that's pretty much it. You guys, like I said, been fantastic and wonderful. Lauren, amazing to have you back. It's been amazing. so long. Bartek, you really good today. Some good zingers. You peaked at Matt Damon, but it's hard not Technically, to...
2: Technically, I said Matt Damon, and then he, he just took it from me.
0: Well, uh, Lauren, don't steal from him. It was his moment.
1: I actually think it was me, I think you actually are stealing from me. <gasps> okay
0: guys, I'll be the middle ground. It was me.
1: <laughs> I can always count on you, Ryan. <laughs> literally in the middle of the three of us, and literally the middleman.
0: You guys, remember to be kind to each other.
1: And I should probably take this ending part to apologize for something. The scandal that I've been involved in this year.
0: My god, what did you do?
1: Well, you you know this, Ryan. You've already, you, you've mentioned it to me outside of the show. It, oh, okay. It's related to, I believe it was one of the episodes in February. I brought up the the joke about the leprechauns and the Irish priest.
0: Yeah, there was an episode. You said you're gonna tell I, us that joke in was, the next episode, and it
1: never happened. Yeah, I did. I I did say that, and it never ended up happening. So there's only one way to end this episode, and I, I, I will, you know, I'll address the audience. Sorry, I forgot. That's the reason why I never told the joke.